Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is June 28th, 2020. My name is Eric Peters and joining me today, Mr. Mike Tyson. Hello, sorry, I'm playing with my tape measure. <laughs> it's not a euphemism. <laughs> it literally isn't. <laughs> well, you don't normally introduce me first. That's what confused me. We got Mr. Tom Reagan. We'll never know what we're playing on September 6th. Well, what do you want me to put in there? We'll, we'll never know. Tom, we, still... we haven't known what we're going to play for this entire year. We Good just point. decide four days before. Yeah, you're right. I should just get used to that now. Yeah. We got Mr. Dan Curtis. Hello, and again, welcome to the Aperture Science Computer Aided Enrichment Center. Mikey took your thing. I did. Well, you introduced <laughs> him last, that's why. I'm, I'm usually the last one. That's that's why you threw me off. Oh, now you got top billing Is he this, making this like an imaginary dick out of my tape measure? Yeah. Making Tom laugh. He thought he had that <laughs> opening to measure his knob, and he didn't. <laughs> No, I hadn't. You know, so you know how like I'm always playing with stuff whilst we're recording because I have to be doing something Particularly with my hands. Again, his not, a, not a euphemism. There's a tape measure on the desk here because we're going to be doing some DIY in here and um, I was just playing with that and then Eric started the show and then everything happened and now we're here. Somebody else talk. It's almost like we're <laughs> never prepared. <laughs> this stuff ain't planned. It just happens. So Mike, Mike have, those, um, have those pills started working yet? Have you gone up the extra half inch? Uh, let's have a look. Let's see where Peter <laughs> goes to, shall we? No, he's d- he's <laughs> gone to the he's gone to like the weight stretching where he ties like a little bag of uh, of rocks and then just lets it dangle and has gravity bag take of over. Rocks. Oh yeah, we've all been there. That's, I, that's know, a I panicked. Time. I just picked something. It's <laughs> something heavy <laughs> that you can add an extra one to. Darling, just I'm just popping out to get a bag of rocks. <laughs> have to walk along with your three uh, your feet three feet wide. Oh. <laughs> Dragging the the bag of rocks down the pier. (laughs) Well, haven't you seen those? Haven't you seen those records that some women have set by how much they can lift with their hoo ha? Oh my god! No. What part of X hamster have you been on? Oh god! (laughs) Quarantine has not been kind to me. (laughs) (laughs) We've explored all. I don't even know how to Google this this to show it to you without getting some really fucked up results. That's why you need a VPN, son. Nah, just <laughs> risk it. Here it is. <laughs> Vagina weightlifting can empower women. There you go. Uh, I, I'm not clicking on whatever you send me. Vaginal yeah. weightlifting technique, <laughs> not now, anyway. benefit, I'll save it risks, for and more. Yeah, I'll save it for later. <laughs> Your vagina is capable of a lot of things, including <laughs> lifting weights. Vaginal weightlifting is a pelvic floor exercise similar to Kegels, where you lift and squeeze objects in order to strengthen your pelvic floor muscles. Hey, it might be mm. good, actually, for you guys. You want to know what the yeah. world record is? Go on. 31 pounds. I thought Ooh. you were going to say something like a piano. Why <laughs> <laughs> you even, like, straddle the piano? <laughs> no, you know, like those strongman competitions where they're, like, they're pulling a truck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I say I'm, in, I'm envisioning some sort of like construction you know like a scaffolding and then they're up at a height above the piano and they just got to raise it or or like it, they're on they're on one side of a tall building and the piano's on the other and there's a string connecting them and somebody just pushes the piano off and they have to hold it up <laughs> and if you don't you're dead <laughs> Guys, that's, oh that's... dear, Sandra's intestines have fell out. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think female oh, anatomy is connected? I don't know. It's all a mystery <laughs> to me. 
When you've got an imaginary girlfriend, you just have to think of these things. You that, know? that, that, uh, what was it you said? 14, 31 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's the weight of 21 iPads. Thanks for that comparison, Tom. That's all right. I just thought I'd give you something to. Also, it's the same as a, ba- a baby polar bear. Oh. Just thinking of, just looking at what thirty-one pounds would be equate would equate to. You know what? It's, it it says something about the fucking twenty-first century when that's what we're doing now. <laughs> like, how many iPads does, does it weigh? <laughs> I can't I can't visually oh. con, I can't conceptualize oh. what thirty-one pounds is, but I know Seriously, how big I, an iPad is. In the last week, yeah. I've, put we on talking- half, I've put on half an iPad Mini. In the last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up three switches since quarantine started. <laughs> Bye, Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi. There you go. Look, he's stealing my stick. He's stealing Tom's stick. What next? Is he going to fall in love with Mega Man? Yeah, he should shave his head and take my stick. <laughs> yeah. Dan, yeah, serious yeah, question. I do. Everyone I has their dollar amount. How many dollars would it take for you to shave your head? Um, lot. No, give me a number. Lot. A thousand? Um, uh, many. That's that's the head number. Ten thousand? Ten thousand. That'll do. I'll do that. Ten thousand dollars. How about five thousand? Let's work backwards. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't haggle. We're sticking to ten. <laughs> ten thousand dollars to shave his head. And you have to a keep it like change that to for you, six months. <laughs> what, Mike? Spare change to you, that in it, surely? I don't. How quickly do you think my hair grows, Tom? I don't think I wouldn't have a choice. <laughs> I've been looking for an investment. <laughs> Please, no return, if that's, I'm your, afraid, if that, if that's what humor. you're thinking for investments, don't get into finance. I, I predict a poor ROI. <laughs> but I mean, I've sent Dan some dumb stuff over the years. True. Yes, you have. You have no you idea really what's have. coming this year. Just wait. If God. I buy you a PlayStation 5, will you shave your head? Oh, I know yes, that's considerably yes, less Dan, than $10,000. If we buy your PlayStation 5, will you shave your head? No. Hang on, wait. What, what right. do you mean, we? When did I get involved in this? Listen, I you're buying part, PlayStation listen, 5. Listen, you're part of this show. You get roped in. <laughs> listen, listen. No, I'm just, I, excuse me, excuse me. On many occasions, you have reminded me that I'm just a fan that stuck around, so. Uh, <laughs> You yeah, can't that, get rid but, of me. But when we need your money, then you're a part of the show. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Hear that, Patreon subscribers. You're all part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Eric, I'll shave, I'll shave it off if you wear it as a wig for the rest of your life. I tell you what, I'll make you an even better deal. You <laughs> shave your head, and then I will grow out the old man monk circle. Oh, so like we'll, we'll try and switch roles. Yeah, I would like to see that. Yeah, and then I'll comb it over. I've got about two years worth of growth here. I don't really want to give it up. Thanks. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Good effort. Good effort. <laughs> oh dear. Yes. So how's how is everybody? Are we well? Are we good? Are we surviving? Hi. Yeah, same old shite different in there. day, you know. Yeah, hanging in there, mate. How are you doing? Ah, I'm moving. Move. Oh, yeah, you're moving, yeah. yeah quite, you're not, you, you sat know. still, I can see you. We move on the 24th, <laughs> so a, a little less than a month. When are you uh, buying us all flights to come over and see your new house? Uh, 
know if you guys want to come over in January. Provided. I'll tell you what, right. I'll tell you what. Buy me flights to come over, and I'll help you paint a single wall. I will buy you a flight to come over if you want to help me move. Uh, um, in the middle of I July. Will, I will come over <laughs> if I can christen your new plumbing. Oh, we've got straight <laughs> copper piping, so it is going to handle any shit you can throw at it. I don't know, man. We'll see. <laughs> Arizona piping is uh, it's a lot to be... Uh, <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> I'm willing to risk it. But yeah, I think we should have a new, uh, we should, we should have another get together. Um, we should. And break in the new house. 2021, perhaps. Would be yes, that would be nice. We've got a swimming pool. Oh, you would really wouldn't want to go swimming in January. It'd be a bit, bit nipply. Not really when you're but- used to living in England. Mm-hmm. Right. What, what is it? What is the temperature in Arizona in January? Yeah, like mid sixties to seventies. So, so let's say sixty five F in C. Hang on, goggles telling me eighteen degrees. Yeah, it's possible. I'd get in a pool in that. We could all yeah, just get in there and pee in it to warm it up. Have you got a hot yeah, exactly. tub? No. I guess that would be a bit strange. If then. we all pee in it and then fart at the same time, <laughs> it'd be like a jacuzzi. <laughs> Come on in, the water's fine Turn the bubbles off Hold on, Mike's making another Taco Bell run (laughs) We had Taco Bell last night, right? And Hazel reminds, every single time we have Taco Bell Hazel reminds me, and I always forget it's a thing But you guys don't get the fries at Taco Bell over there, do you? You only have the the, the tortilla Are you saying Taco Bell? <laughs> yeah, Taco Bell. It's Taco. You sound like oh, Taco you Bell. sound like Taco. The, yeah, Taco. You, who's the girl that from England on on the Office? Um, oh, I can't, I can't remember the I can't remember the actress's name. Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate. They do a whole oh. shtick on how she pronounces Taco, and she says Taco. Oh, so you yeah, have just perpetuated that? Here. Yeah, it's Taco. That, yeah, that's because that's how we say it over here. Yeah, but anyway, Taco Bell. Yeah. Taco Bell. You guys don't have the seasoned fries. You're missing out, man. Yeah, but do you guys have the cinnamon twists? Yes, I believe so. I think they do now. Mm. How about the caramel apple empanadas? That's a whole bunch of calories. They'll go straight to your ass cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) As far as 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 I'm aware, England doesn't have the Cinnabon. The Cinnabon? <sighs> I want to go to a Cinnabon one day. No, you don't. You, you walk know, in, you smell it, you got the beaters. No, they're really yeah. good, but you can't have too many. <laughs> That's what American malls <laughs> smell like, is Cinnabon. Yeah, it really does. All the Canadian ones smell of it. <laughs> Mike, if you keep doing that, I'm going to take my phone off silent. <laughs> no. No, please. It's, 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 it won't no. just be me who suffers. It'll be the listeners as well. <laughs> yeah. Go I back to any show this year where I've not been... Time, Mike. For those, for those that don't listen to the Unwrapped, every single show that I'm on, I remind Eric to put his phone on silent, right? And if you go back to any show that I'm not on in this past year, I guarantee you'll hear Eric's phone in the background. I like to remind people that such we're human pro- and that we have lives outside a, of this show. Such a professional. <laughs> I never said this was a professional thing. Uh, well, that would be nice. 
Yeah. When you, when you move to your nice little, We've got, nice little uh, house, it, little cozy house. Oh, it's going to be great because then I don't have to split my office between an office and a game room. So, like, there is a dedicated game room. In a basement? Unfortunately, just, no, but it's... it's Okay. Yeah, it's on the main level. Um, but, yeah, it's... Are they, are they less common in Arizona, basements? Yeah, because it's easier to build... It's easier and cheaper to build up than it is to build down because we're oh. in the north where it freezes, you have to, in order to put the foundation, you have to be like 18 inches below the frost line. So it's easier to just dig another couple feet and make an actual basement. Whereas mm. here, you only need to, to, to dig like nine inches or 12 inches down to lay the foundation. So basements are really rare. Well, this explains why basements are so popular here because it's so cold. Yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody's okay. got a basement there. It's <laughs> true. Eric, if you didn't have a basement, though, you could dig your own hole, and that would make you very happy. He'll be digging and making holes, all right. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, this house is built ninety-five. It doesn't have hardwired in. internet. There's going to be a bunch of holes going in. <laughs> Any questions, Mister Peterson? Yeah, let's talk groundations <laughs> and holes. <laughs> How's the groundation on this here house? Good. All right. I could, I could just Excuse imagine me. one day, Eric, you'll be standing at the side of the swimming pool, and you go, "You know what? That could do with extra being an extra half a foot long." <laughs> this needs a water slide. <laughs> Actually, you know oh, what it needs? We've got a covered patio that goes out from the master bedroom. We could put a zip line from the master bedroom over the pool. Should totally do that. Imagine you release it you know the wrong what? time and, and you, you end up on America's dumbest videos. <laughs> you know what I am called. actually shocked at? I'm shocked <laughs> that Eric doesn't refer to the master bedroom as the mega bedroom. <laughs> I will now. Uh, Note to please self. Please make yourself a plaque. Yeah, and we're going to get one of those Alaskan king beds that's like three normal kings side by side. How, how many rooms does your new house have? Bedrooms? Uh, just No, just all... In total, in total four bedrooms upstairs, two bathrooms upstairs, bathroom downstairs, game room, living room, dining room, okay. kitchen, family room. Two bloody so, men, really. So en <laughs> enough to give each room a name from a Mega Man 2 boss. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Now here we're coming into Woodman. So you're sleeping in Flash Man. <laughs> I'm going to make um, little name plaques for all of the bedrooms. It's going to exactly. be Exactly. Yeah. And then my bedroom will be Dr. Wiley's castle. So I also recommended that Eric replace all of the plumbing and pipes with Mario pipes. Like you can get those. And then themed. like create some sort of little Arduino board that when I flush the toilet, it makes the sound Mario makes when he goes <laughs> yes. down into the. Yeah. No, it should make that sound every time a piece of shit hits the, hits the water. <laughs> there's just like a, there's a lever. That <laughs> yeah. You could have a flotation beep, like beep, sensor. Beep. <laughs> no but real talk eric what you should do you said water slide is install some sort of water slide from the roof of your house into the pool oh i think oh. you should have it so that if when you, you have uh, pull the lever for a bidet it plays the and then so when you, you when you, if you if you go in the bath, it can play the underwater theme. So da 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 da. da, da. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it does have to be dry, dry yeah. docks if you're having a relaxing bath, surely. Oh, we love dry, dry docks. Wait, isn't it dire, 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 dire docks? 
Dry, dry docks. Yeah, dry, dry docks wouldn't make sense. It's full yeah. of water. Well, you'd want the dock to be dry because then it's above the water. So it would work. Well, the yeah, docks are never dry with me back, around. You? Huh? Me or Dan? I had a, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I said you're always going to get splashed back onto the dock. Oh. Well, that happens when it's too long and it hangs down close to the water. <laughs> because you strapped, you because you strapped rocks to it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. See, full circle, everyone. <laughs> you can cross that, that one off in, the planner. <laughs> that there in comedy is called a callback. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, they are not intentional. Uh, what have you been playing, boys? Games. Vigi games. Vigi games. I think... Uh, yeah. We've all been playing very similar games this last uh, couple of weeks. Very similar. I've still been playing a lot of Warzone with you guys. Yeah, I've been That's playing. That's been good fun. Uh, they I played it for the first time in two weeks last night. Yeah, yeah they screwed up about the, the, the fourth season a little bit at the beginning. Just, just some pretty bad bugs with um, making the lobby immortal was weird. They took away Plunder, our favorite mode. Yeah, but they took away Plunder because of the free online multiplayer weekend. I know, but you're trying to tell me they couldn't have just kept it in. You I know? think they wanted we to know, encourage people to play multiplayer so they'd get the bug and then they'd go buy the full game yeah, and actually play the multiplayer it. with their friends when their friends ask them to play because they, they did, bought they, the full game. Yeah, they don't want people like me just playing the free one all the time. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. And then obviously the big release, The Last of Us 2. Obviously I've been playing that. Yeah, but I mean, you, we can just guys. gloss over that because, I mean, it's not really that big of a deal. Nobody really wanted that game in the first place, so. Yeah, already sold the 4 million copies in its first weekend. Didn't yeah, do but very I well. mean, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, how many PlayStation 4s are out there, you know? Good point, actually. The attachment rate is pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I don't think the attachment rate has jumped up that much since Final Fantasy VII Remake, which was the fastest selling PlayStation exclusive until now. I'm just kidding. Fucking Last of Us 2 is fucking incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for the record, we won't touch any spoilers. For listeners, don't I, worry. I don't think we're really going to talk we're much about it. We're all at varying places as well, so we don't want to spoil it for each other, but we definitely won't spoil it for you. Yeah. I am not far in it at all because this is one of those games that I cannot play it unless Christy is watching. It's kind of one of those. And it's not around the kids, I imagine. Yeah. It, oh, it, oh, no, definitely yeah. not the kids. <laughs> yes. Daddy, what's that? Uh, that there's a clicker. You know them mushrooms out in the backyard? Don't eat them. That's what you're going to look like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no, I'm not super super far either. It's, I don't really, yeah, I don't really even want to touch on any of the story, really. Just and to the surprise of nobody, I have finished it. Yes. <laughs> right, and also, can I just say this, right? Dan moans that we don't finish story-based games around the same time as him and he gets sick of sitting there and not be able to talk about it with us. But he brings it on himself. Yeah. It's your own yeah, fault dude, for beating Dan. a 20-hour game in half a day. How well, did you yeah, do that I'm so not, quickly? I am not going to get Final Fantasy VII a week early and then wait for you lot to get it. That's just not going to happen. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but literally, literally every other game that, that comes out. Can yeah. I talk you guys this, play yeah? them really slowly. I don't know what you do. Do you just walk into the wall for an hour? We what have we things to <laughs> do. I have these small have humans lives. that I need to keep alive. <laughs> but just give them some food every so often and then go back to your game. Be all right. <laughs> Guarantee 101. 
that does, no, it's not a cat, Dan. <laughs> I put them in a pack and play, and I opened a bag of Doritos and dumped it in the corner. They're fine. <laughs> Sounds good. You get one of those, those water bottles and stick it through the side like a gerbil. There <laughs> you go, kids. Oh, man. And then hey, when they start climbing out, you can put like a, a mattress on top of it so that they can't climb out. Um, it is awesome to be exploring that world again, you know, from like and uh, in, in The Last of Us, just how gorgeous it is and how realized it is. Well, Mike, you and I were talking about this and I, I, I'll let you explain it too, but I don't think people really genuinely appreciate how fucking gorgeous that game looks, especially in 4K HDR. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think it, 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 yeah, it does look incredible, and I think it's definitely up there with what I would say are the standouts of this generation, which is obviously Red Dead Two and Horizon. And I think this is not going to get that same kind of. I don't think people are going to appreciate it as much because it's not a very bright game. Like Horizon has such stunning colors, stunning skies. Everything looks incredible. You know, it, it's very, very just bright areas yeah. that you're going to apart from when you're underground and stuff red dead obviously has those varying areas you know um with the desert and, and the and the forest and the distance everything like that and i think because now don't get me wrong last of us 2 the areas in it are so much bigger and that you can explore so much more of them like you spend a lot of time just exploring areas just for stuff to to make all your your bits and bobs out of but you know it is thematically dark and visually it's quite dark even in the daytime compared to those other two games and i don't think it's going to get the credit it deserves in terms of how beautiful it is because it is absolutely stunning yeah uh i agree the outdoor stuff is a bit is a bit dark i chucked death Stranding in there as well as another mark of graphical oh, yeah. fidelity yeah, but i oh, think yeah, this sure. one is leaps and bounds because there are some points where it it is very cinematic the beginning parts of the game you're you're not really playing much of it and there's times where you just kind of forget that you're actually playing a video game and you're watching a movie unfold and everything within this series and neil Druckmann is so good at this is just that slow burn and just really building characters uh, you, you can tell that ellie's gone through some shit and like she's got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes but she's trying to lead some semblance of a normal life yeah, yeah. As much as you can in the apocalypse, but the, <laughs> the thing for the Naughty Dog does different to other game developers for me is the details. Mm-hmm. It's like the little things that they do, like the facial expressions are so good, and all that kind of stuff. Like this isn't really a spoiler, but if you, for example, if Ellie, if you zoom in on something, if you look at her face, she actually squints her eyes like she's trying to focus on something. Well, I noticed that yeah. too. Like w- when you're that. riding through the blizzard on the horse, and just the certain little body motions you know they'll, they'll do yeah. the little shivers or like brush snow off their hands or like reach back to pull up her hood and she'll she'll miss her hood and then have to grab it again just little things yeah. like that adds yeah. such a layer i think this of is the first game i've ever seen a character put a pair of pair of gloves on yeah oh, they yeah, usually the, do all that the, stuff off screen because it's too hard to fabric animate stuff fabric is so hard to do like yeah. putting a shirt on they always cut away in most ga- in most games everybody's um, been amazed by how the uh the rope physics work as well like all the game development community is in awe of like how they've managed to animate ropes and stuff like that. It's really quite incredible. Yeah. They actually get tangled around objects and things hmm. if you move them around. It's mm. absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it's a bit of a technical marvel in, in many ways. So I think But I mean in terms of the details as well, I mean one of the great things that came from The Last of Us and and 
you know, they started doing later on with Uncharted as well, because Uncharted, most, you know, originally Nathan was by himself most of the time, and then they got to a point later in the series, especially on Uncharted 4, where which obviously came out after The Last of Us, where he near enough always had a companion with him. And you get so much story just through their conversation and you get so much character building just through their conversation, the things yeah. they're noticing and, and their own feelings and stuff. And obviously this was prevalent in uh, the original Last of Us, but I don't know, it, it, they've mastered that art even further. You know, you're, you're there with, your, with whoever you're with and there's just they're just communicating near enough all the time. There's only times when they stop really talking to each other is if you've been in an area for a long, long time. Um, but even then you'll still get snippets of when you find certain items and things like that, or certain collectibles, they'll start talking about that specific one and things like that. But just whenever you're in any area, apart from when you're, you're actually in like fighting and stuff like that, they're still just talking to each other. And you, you learn so much just through listening and, and watching the way they, way they react with each other and going down to that detail of the things they're doing that Dan, Dan was on about, you know, you see the actual emotion on their faces just as a normal character model that you're, you're wondering through the world in. And it, it, they've absolutely nailed this. I'm, I'm so glad they, they held this back because no game is ever worse when it gets delayed. So, this is amazing. I don't know what state it was in when it was originally supposed to come out or what stage it was going to be at, but I'm still so glad it, it, it got delayed. I think, uh, I think the Lost Legacy was a testbed for the gameplay of this of The Last of Us Part 2. Hmm. Uh, yeah, because the, the Lost Legacy has these kind of pseudo open world sections, doesn't it? It does. It does. Um and yeah, it's it's very similar without without wanting to give anything away. It's just the Lost Legacy is like this vertical slice of Uncharted Four where they tried to do something a little bit different to their regular linear format. And uh, I remember reading years ago that that was what that was what they were potentially do, uh, doing was trying out new a uh, new way of um, storytelling mixed with gameplay. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and you need to play Lost Legacy, Dan. I can't believe you I really do. That. I don't. I don't know why I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've brilliant. not played it yet either. I've, I've, I own it. I own it. I've just not played it. Oh man, it's not I would long. say let's it's play it at the same time, hours. Dan. But you'll you'll finish it way quicker than me. <laughs> <laughs> Lost Legacy is uh, seven hours. Yeah, not long at all. Oh man, but the fact that you it's get really to, to stare at, at, at the the backside of Chloe the entire game. Worth the price of entry right there. She's my favorite. Speaking of gameplay, obviously, I mean, I didn't realize this until very recently that over the years, people have criticized the first Last of Us for saying, oh, it's an amazing story, but the gameplay isn't that great. And oh, I replayed the first no Last way. of Us recently. The amazing. I, I fucking loved it, right? But yeah. the actual you know, scene-to-scene -scene gameplay on, on Last of Us 2, it doesn't differ much from the original, if I'm honest, but no. everything has just been so finely tuned in every way. Like, the, yeah. the, the, the controls are slightly different. Like, um, they've added little shortcuts into changing your guns and things like that, like tapping the R1 button to quickly change to another gun, which is great if you want to change on the fly, because the combat bits that I've... I'm about seven or eight hours in, I think, and a lot of the combat uh, pieces I've been part of, you have to utilize everything. And in the original Last of Us, there was 
a shortage of ammo, so you had to change guns anyway because of you know the your ammo usage. But on this, just with the way the enemies are, the way they come and attack you, um, it's. It, you you do have to kind of utilize everything, all of your skills, like whether it's stealth. Because I mean, when I play Last of Us, I try and use stealth as much as possible before I get caught. Yeah, same. I'm waiting for Eric to jump in. Not me. <laughs> Shoot first. <laughs> yeah. No, I always try and stealth as much as possible before getting caught. Um, and the enemies are so much smarter in this, so you end up in gunfights quite easily. Yeah. Like you can easily end up into the gunfights whilst trying to be stealthy, but you do just have the opportunity to just use everything. Um, there's certain items that are similar that, to the ones you'd use in the old one. Like, I remember in the first Last of Us, there was those little stun bombs you could have, those little smoke right. bombs. I barely use those. There is a similar thing in this one. It's not really a spoiler. Um, spoiler. And I'm using it all the time. I will you say, know, though, that I think... Everything you can do. I, I get the impression this one is a lot more difficult. Um, it's much more aggressive. There was a, a section pretty early on that... I started getting kind of frustrated at just because you do have to kind of change your tactics um, when you are really low on ammo and there are several waves of enemies that are coming at you and you just have to be extremely strategic on it. And if you miss a shot, you could be fucked. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I I agree. It's definitely harder. I don't think it's unfair. No, um, I don't think it's unfair at all. Hour. Yeah, in, in the eight hours I've played, it's I think I've died in combat because of combat twice. Oh no! Uh, this yeah, section, both of those, I probably died both of those eight, times. Nine times. With, oh shit! Yeah, both of those times were with human enemies, not with um, infected. But yeah. like I said, spoilers. It's definitely harder, but it's but it's generic. <laughs> it's um, it's, it's not it's, really. It's, it's challenging, and I love the challenge of it. Sorry, Dangon. Yeah, it's not really a spoiler either about this one, but the way the story is presented is. Yeah, the story is about the world succumbing to this infection, but it's really a story about humanity rather than the infection in general. That's just kind of the backdrop. It's more about the humans, and that's what makes it so good, I think. How pertinent is this game for this time right now? It's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, we haven't, sat, I mean, we haven't had clickers yet this year, so let's not count our chickens before the hatch. Well, the I really don't want away, so who the hell knows what's going to slot in behind them. <laughs> if you start uh, seeing news reports of like aerial spores then just go bunker down somewhere because we're fucked i think i'm the uh, same as i mean i think i'm in pretty probably might, i might be in the same place as you might come about seven or eight hours in as well um but I, we'll have to talk privately and I, try and figure out where we are without spoiling it for each other <laughs> yeah definitely yeah that'd be good that'd be good i have that'd to be, be nice. in the, the right mindset to play it it's not one of those that i just want to sit down pop in and play like i have to be mentally mm. prepared to play it i like to give it its time for sure give it its space i don't want to be like constantly interrupted while playing every it, time i put like, the disc i'm like i didn't fucking want this like why i guess i'll play Where's see i'm <laughs> i'm i'm struggling to I, I, just my mindset at the moment i'm struggling to concentrate on stuff this is the one thing i am actually managing to concentrate on but yeah. i'm not sure dan's trying it's got some technical issues i'm not sure if he's got headphones on so i don't know if he's, he's bending over me, in front of the cam oh um, yeah oh he has got his headphones on um i do obviously I know Dan does get to play for more hours than we do, usually consecutively. I'm not saying that to take the piss. I'm just saying it as a, as a fact. I, I think I've played a this bloody at most. Change. <laughs> I think <laughs> at most I've played this for about three hours. That's the longest session I've had Oof. on it. Maybe about three and a half. And mm. don't get me wrong, I enjoy every fucking second of it. and I want to know what's going on next um, all the time. But obviously the story of Last of Us 
is quite a bleak one. I mean, the first one had that bit of hope going through it um, mm. of getting Ellie to where she should be and everything like that. But in general, it's a very bleak world. It's a very sad world. There's horrific things that people do. Um, people are not great to each other. You know, people are just trying to survive. And that is just... It's 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 even worse than the second one. You know, it is a very bleak game. Worse in a good way. I don't mean it like it's worse, worse. Um, it's It's put on a higher level and... I don't think I could play this game for like six, eight hours at a time. I, I think I'd need a break yeah. from that. But so, uh, it's, what's it's the longest you did on Dan? What's the longest you session you did on Dan? What? Sorry. What's the longest session you did on it? Yeah, probably about three hours. Yeah. See, I, just, <laughs> I don't think you can do too much more than that without. <laughs> But it's one of the, it's one of those games you don't want to put down at the same time because it's just so good. Yeah, like it's happening with, all the time. I've discovered with certain games though that if I burn through it way too quickly, despite how much I'm enjoying it, I miss the finer details of it, and like I don't let it sit and absorb it, and I can't actually just I can't appreciate. I find I appreciate the game more if I take more time to play it. Well, it's that mm. it's that fear of missing out, isn't it? Because there's always these things in games that you. I always miss something on my first playthrough. Always. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. It's just always, it, there's always something. And like this one in particular is packed full of like references to the last game and Naughty Dog in general and like everything else outside. games have been changed into porno titles. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> there's porn in this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm like that, kind of like that in a way, Eric. But also, I like to not uh, finish a game and then immediately start a new one. I have to just let the other one digest. It's kind of like Usually reading a I'll, book. Yeah, I'll read about it. I'll read about the book. I'll read about the game and like find out what other people thought and do some trivia and yeah. Yeah. And, and I would and never. Open. I would never do that after doing a, playing a long game. Yeah. I would never get deep down the rabbit hole and read the articles <laughs> that I skipped over because I didn't want things to be spoiled. You know, I yeah. might even watch the trailer. Well, I think a lot of that comes from my yeah. uh, propensity for wanting to play RPGs because those mm. are by nature really long games, and you spend a lot of time in that that world, you immersed in them. it and thinking about it. So when you come across a game. Um, that's only six, nine hours long, but still mm. chock full of information and, and just a, a great experience. You don't want to just be done with it in a day because then you just kind of feel like, oh, well, that was a flash in the pan. Right. You know, even with yeah. the Uncharted games, even though they were really short, I would still stretch them out over the course of a week. Mm. Well, it's it's not really a spoiler, but I say this is probably the longest game Naughty Dog's made for a long time. So yeah, that was the one thing that I saw going into this. I I don't know what I was reading about, but it was like an offhand comment. I'm like, "Fuck, that game's long." Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really it's really quite surprisingly long. Yeah, I, well, I can only play it when Hazel's around because she wants to see it all. Yeah. Um, but similar to Eric's situation, but I have the luxury of not having kids, so we can play it whenever we, the two of us have time. This um, will probably take me a couple months I'm, to get through. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that it's. I'm hoping to have it done before Ghost Attack of Tsushima comes out. <laughs> when is that's that? My, that's my goal. I think it's July or something. Oh, man, we are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much really, stuff I am already. really looking forward to that game. I think that game looks great. Yeah, let's. some of the big similar. shit coming out soon. We've got uh, Star Wars Squadrons, um, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Ghost Attack... 
Are you not going to uh, go to attack over this Crash Bandicoot trailer, Daniel? Oh. We already did. Didn't we? I don't think we did. Oh, no, it no, wasn't it part of the, the, last the show. PlayStation 5 thing. No, I loved that trailer. There's a new so trailer, good. everybody. July Everyone 17th, by it. the way, for, for Ghost. Oh, that's so close. <laughs> Sorry, Tom, go on. Hurry up, hurry up. Uh, yeah, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. Did we all see? We all saw the trailer. Yeah, for the yeah, new Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Oh my god, I was beaming the it's whole so time. Good. I watched it three times. Yeah, it looks it looks great. Everything uh, I about love it. The Fat Boy Slim soundtrack. It just right. It's just a total. It's for our generation purely. Yeah. That, that that whole trailer was. <laughs> was I just for hope us. it's a it, it's a pure throwback to mid two thousands platformers. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and Tom, and, am I being dumb? I didn't realize you had like such a hard on for Crash Bandicoot. Oh yeah, I, I really. Am, like I, Crash am I just Bandicoot. forgetting that or something? Maybe. I knew you liked it, but yeah, I, I'm really big into. It. Well, to be to be fair, like the the, play, the first PlayStation was my first home console, because uh, I have a brother who's seven years older and he had all the 16-bit consoles. I just kind of shared ish. Um, but being the little brother, you'd always be kicked off. So this was yeah. my console, right? The PS1 and Crash Bandicoot was on demo one the original and it gave you the first two levels i think and i just played them all the time when i got that game the the full release um i think i couldn't get further than level four or something like that game is rock solid even today Crash it, it's One is such unforgiving. a difficult game well so, even with the when, insane trilogy ellie wanted me to play that after watching the trailer so i popped it in yeah. and i'm on the the slippery climb Oh, yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. I can't That's beat that level at all. I, I tried it about ten times and went, Ellie, I'm gonna set this controller down before I throw it down. So This is the, the is that the first level where it's then at the side, side view? Yeah, you're trying to climb up the castle while it's raining and you've got the yeah. the, the stairs yeah. that start disappearing. Yeah. And, uh, it's tough. What you man. want it's what tough. you want to do is try the one that they did, which is based on Slippery Climb. It was the cut level from the original, yeah. which they remade yeah. for the NCN trilogy. It's ridiculous. S- yeah. Something ascent. I can't remember. Slippery ascent. Stormy, stormy, stormy ascent. Stormy, oh, there stormy it is, ascent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when when Cortex Strikes Back came out, which is Crash Bandicoot two, that and I rented that from Blockbuster. I was just I just kept renting it again and again because you could just save progress on the memory card, obviously. Um, and that was brilliant. So yeah, no, I, I'm I am I am a big Crash fan, and when the Insane Trilogy came out, I was obviously. Super I hope that they that, do so. a throwback commercial like they did in the '90s with Crash Bandicoot standing like live action commercials <laughs> where he'd stand out oh, in the yeah. Nintendo parking lot with a megaphone yelling at Nintendo people. That was great. Did you they guys did ever get those for, commercials? Um, CTR and stuff, I think. Didn't they? Did they? I'm sure they brought them back. I'm sure they did. But. I will say, obviously, Dan definitely bigger fan than than oh, I, yeah. and also I didn't get the uh, I didn't get Crash Team Racing, so clearly not. Well, the let, fan. let me spi- <laughs> let me spin you a yarn like Tom did. Well, <laughs> I, when I got my PlayStation, so I got me play I got me PlayStation for Christmas, like nineteen ninety seven or something like that, and I got with Croc Legend of the Gobbos for. Christmas, and then because it's my birthday the day after, I got Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> and I loved it. Great story, <laughs> and I loved it. Should tell that at parties. Very profound. I do, I do but everybody keeps leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and then I break out my guitar and play Wonderwall. Do you remember when Warped came out? There, how great that was. Warped is 
fantastic. Well, I mean, really the good. fruit the fruit bazooka is a creation yeah. of genius. <laughs> yeah, it is. See, for me, Crash the, Bandicoot the dash, the 3D the games, dash mechanic they always got overshadowed fantastic. by the Ratchet and Clank games. I just had more of an affinity for those. That's fair enough. Those are they brilliant were too. Well, I actually, do you know, this is serious. I, I, I've only ever played, and I loved it, played it all the way through, um, the Ratchet and Clank PS4, the remake, the reimagining oh of the my first God, game. That's damn, the you only Ratchet out. and Clank game I've played. Oh. I played a bit of Tools of Destruction, but that's it. I can't wait for the one on PS5. That oh. is going to be immense. I have them on Vita. They have the, they released the first three on Vita in a collection. You need to play through. Those are a little rough to get through, but um, it's really oh. neat to play the original after having played the PS4 game and just see how true to that it really was. But um, you got to play the PS3 ones, man. Crack yeah, time. Particularly, particularly Ratchet and Clank 3. That was great. We talked about this on one, one of the previous shows. Is it a crank in time? Crack in time. That you guys said it was a crack in time that was really good. A crack okay. in time. That's the PS3 three one. Yep. But um, Ratchet and Clank 3 is really cool. It's kind of... Ratchet gets enlisted at this kind of space force and there's like a hub spaceship and stuff. It's really cool. I, I just love that one. Hmm. What was that called and, here? Uh, up your arsenal? Yeah, that's right. That the second one. <laughs> yeah, you guys were too you guys were too sensitive over there. Yeah, yeah. but if Americans getting up your arsenal doesn't yeah, really make you, sense. You'd think you know what they should have done is they should have changed it in England to up your arsenal and, you know, kind of flip them. See? <laughs> Yeah. I should just call the Ratchet Clank 3 and be done with it, really, shouldn't it? 3 uh. <laughs> um. But um, if you delve more into the Crash thing, there uh, it's actually been made by Toys for Bob, not um, Vicarious Visions, who made the NCN trilogy. That was going to be my question to you, to, to you and Mike. Was, yeah. Who was this being developed by? I couldn't remember. But Toys for Bob, uh, actually the development studio behind the Spiral Reignited trilogy, and they also assisted with CTR and the NCN trilogy to an extent. So they Whoa. know what they're doing. Right, well, why aren't they good? making toys for me? Uh, <laughs> Do people named Bob get a discount? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, the, toys, the kind of toys you like, they don't want to touch. Uh. <laughs> I clean them afterwards. What more do they want, guys? Have you all played the Spyro re- uh, Reignited trilogy? No. Yes, I have platinums on the first and second, and then I didn't finish the third for some reason. And and Mike, you played? I it? bought it for Hazel. I bought it for Hazel. I had a quick oh, go okay. to see how it felt, but I bought it for Hazel, so I watch her play it from time. To I was time. never a Spyro guy, unfortunately, but yeah, it does look really cool. It does. Look it's got a really hope. nice art style, which they've also. It's more cartoony mm. than the NCN trilogy was. Yes. Which the, it also looks like Crash 4 has adopted this art style rather than what the NCN trilogy had. Mm. Keep an eye out, um, Tom, because uh, Reignited is on sale quite a bit, even on Nintendo. Obviously, it's not quite as nice looking on Switch, um, but I've heard sure. it runs great. Um, but yeah, it's on sale quite a bit. Yeah, I will. I will. I, yeah. Hmm. There's so many good 3D platformers out there that I've not touched. It was never really my genre. I know it's more more Dan's cup of tea that kind of stuff I, I Dan mentioned it before but I would like to revisit Croc one day but I have a feeling that's shite yeah, these days. Well, yeah it, it yeah. always controlled really badly but it's still well, a good game control- it's got a lot of charm what isn't it good- tank controls yeah it is it's yeah, like it really is. it's kind <laughs> of like really odd yeah it's really strange actually I don't think one, I've ever played one, Croc one good 3D platform we played in the show was Psychonauts yeah that was very good well that Psychonauts really 2 funny. we haven't heard anything about that in quite some time 
Oh yeah, that's true. Actually, have you played um, the VR uh, experience, the Rhombus of Ruin? No. Is if it you, good? Yeah, you should pick that up. It's a it's a nice return to the Psychonauts humor. Yeah, the writing was hilarious. I just remember I was having an absolute laugh over that game last yeah, time a, with the, with the bacon fawn and stuff. That yes, was ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I remember that meat circus level. That was the worst level ever. That was terrible. Oh. It was tough in places like I almost wanted to break my controller in half at the time. My only experience of that game is listening to your episode on it because it was before my time. (laughs) Ah, the good old days. Mike and listening to episode shocker. (laughs) (laughs) We're bringing that joke back, are we? (laughs) (laughs) Full circle, full circle. Not quite a callback, that one. It's only a callback if you referenced it early in the show, Dan. Get it right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Finally, a little callback is since we're talking about 3D platformers and Naughty Dog was the last long game they did was Jack 2, 18 hours. Right, is Jack 3 short this up on the show before? Might Sorry, have. Dan. Huh? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I talked over you and then I didn't hear what you said. Anyway, I don't know if I brought this up on the show before, but right. Think about it, right? No. The people that to. make like Uncharted and The Last of Us. Sorry, I know that's difficult for some of you, but <laughs> the people people that make Uncharted and The Last of Us, they used to make Crash Bandicoot. How mental is it? Like that change in what they used to make to what they make now. We all got to start somewhere. It is. Well, yeah, it's true, but it's mental, isn't it? How, like, they've gone from this super cartoony character that just doesn't really speak and is completely animated, like, like I animated still... in a cartoon kind of way, to this sort of realism, to this, like, just forefront of video game storytelling. And it, it's a strange journey, if you think about it. It is. It, it, it I, is. I, I still love, love what they did in Uncharted 4, the, the oh, crash yeah. Easter egg. Yeah, it was great, so that. Good. <laughs> I, I'd love for Naughty Dog to go back to Jack and Daxter. Yeah, uh, why haven't they, they nev- rebooted they that? Will. Those are such lovable characters. I only ever played the first one. That was for the show. Yeah, it was I great. The first, the first one's all right. The second one is okay, but I, th- I think the third one's the The second best. one is rock hard. It's that's just... The one that's, it's the, yeah. it's the, dri- the driving mechanics in the second one. It's just so frustrating. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. I got it on the old Vita. The Vita? Well, it could yeah. be, it could be one of those series that gets remastered in the style of NCN trilogy, as it should. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But realistically, though, in the pantheon of platformers, Jack and Dexter doesn't really fall too high. No, it doesn't. And but like the, the second and third ones took a, told a really good story, though. When you're making hard hitting epic cinematic dramas, you're not going to go back to those two yeah. those two characters. That's where you that's where you take your junior developers. <laughs> yeah. before they can start working on the good stuff I, want, yeah. I, I would on. be quite happy for them to I assume all of you through playing have found some of the collectible cards in the game at some point right yeah yes 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 Tom's yes. nodding yes those cards are incredibly detailed with loads of information on them so I, could, I would be quite happy for Naughty Dog to do something with that. I pick them up and skip them. it. Oh. Well, they're, they're very good if you take the time to read them. Reading, what is I this? Like There's a video game. Where's more I ammo? Like the pictures. I like them. Push RT to shape. 
That's all I but need. Every, everybody thought after the first Last of Us that Naughty Dog was teasing that they were going to do something with Savage Starlight, but they never did. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I forgot about that. I actually think... Fuck Savage Starlight. I'm thinking the, the same The comics thing. that you can collect in Last of Us 1. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course it is, yeah. That's, well, yeah, because that's how that they recently, announced The Last of Us was through a newspaper article in Uncharted 3. Somebody spotted it on the ground. It said something about spores create um, violent mutations or something. Oh, yeah, hmm. I forgot about that. Very clever. Very clever. Uh, yeah, July is a stacked month. We got Ghost of Shishima, then we've got Paper Mario, the Origami King, which looks fucking awesome. Are they the same day? They are. Yes. Yes. Tom, are you singing the Crash Bandicoot thing? It's so addictive. Have you guys ever seen the video, right? I think I've shared it with you before. Does this person is I think the YouTube channel is Gimli Son of Gloin, and it's called My Drunk Friend Sent Me this clip at whatever and he does the sound effects and the music from crash bandicoot using his voice and it is the best thing ever it's so funny i think you've shared yeah, this before said that i us. think you have yeah i love and him I, so much he's he's an absolute genius but you'll like do like even the whoosh noise when he's like spinning into boxes oh, and breaking yes. the box. and then the noise of the when you collect the wumper fruit and then he seamlessly transitions back into the music and it's so good <laughs> I don't know how he does it. <laughs> it's so clever. Have you ever, have you ever yeah. seen that clip where someone decided, someone realised that um, Hard Times by Paramore sounded like Crash Bandicoot music and they just put that over one of the levels and it fits perfectly? No. <laughs> That's a good one. No. It's not quite as funny, but it works. I like mm. it. I'm, I'm definitely really excited for 4, though. It's gonna, It looks great. It, it It's does. got new gameplay mechanics, new masks and stuff to use which uh, can slow down time and lets you walk on walls and things. That just looks great. The thing is, it's all going to come down to the level design, I think, because thinking back to Wrath of Cortex, which is where I kind of fell off Crash Bandicoot until the Insane Trilogy. um, Yes. You know, it was... I mean, obviously, the loading screens were a big issue with that game, but just the level designs just didn't... They just weren't as good as the first three. Obviously, it was a different developer then. I can't remember who who made Wrath of Cortex, but Traveller's Tales, yeah. I believe. I think it was Traveller's Tales. Was it Traveller's Tales? Yeah. And I yeah. just yeah, that's that's where that game failed for me. I did quite like those levels where you're inside. It was like Monkey Ball, where you're inside the ball. Um, but yeah, I don't know because I liked the idea of that one as well. With the because that was a, quite a few evil masks, wasn't it? And then there was the one mm-hmm. there was the one boss you faced all the time, but you had a different mask on every time. Yeah, it, were, it was an all right. Ge- it was an all right game. It was really marred by the terrible load times though on the PS2. Yeah, I remember it was a blue disc as well on the PS2. Mm. Oh, those are guaranteed to fail. <laughs> yeah, it it's like for a while. It, it took the best part of a minute sometimes to load a level, which is just yeah. crazy. Yeah, I have it Going on back- GameCube, I think. Speaking of loading, like just going back to The Last of Us for a second, I am amazed at the, the few times I have died on The Last of Us, the new one. I am amazed at how quickly you're back into the action. Yeah, I know that as well. You, it puts yeah. you onto the um, puts you onto a screen where it gives you some tips, usually relating to how you died. Yeah. And you can scroll <laughs> through those, and you think, oh yeah, I'll scroll, I'll read through these, like whilst I'm waiting for it to load. And the next minute, you've got the the X saying continue there straight away. Like, oh fuck! Like, don't know how they've managed that. I assume it's something to do with the really Crack long load at the start. Cracking compression. Blast processing. 
I remember, uh, I, I, remember I remember crack and compression. That Mark Cerny dude was talking about it. I listened to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a clip of it. You can listen to it again. Uh, cool. I need something to lull me to sleep tonight. <laughs> Said the guy who was, said he was really tired at the beginning of this podcast. Well, in the unwrapped. <laughs> I'm tired of your shit. That's what I'm tired of. Yeah, I, I, I get that a lot, if I'm honest. I don't know why we've put up with you for this long. Because uh, I'm pretty. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um... <laughs> Another delay we got in between the two shows. Uh, Cyberpunk's been delayed again, hasn't it? Yep. November 19th now. Yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah, I, did, well, I mean, I said it earlier, no game has ever been made worse by delaying it. Keep pushing it. Keep it. Keep it. I don't have time for it. Listen, I'm I'm drowning in games right now. Keep pushing it. <laughs> you know what? Just go ahead and cancel it. I'll let you know when we're ready. <laughs> to be honest, no, I, think, I think that's one that I wanted to pick up on PS5 anyway. So yeah. I think I'm happy to wait for that. Yeah, but you're not getting a PS5 version straight away. Well, I should. Well, you're not. <laughs> they've, 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 well, this is leading me on to another topic in a second, but they mentioned that you know the, it is obviously going to be backwards compatible for PS5, but the the um, the version for PS5, the upgraded version that you will get for having the, P, uh, the PS4 version or Xbox One version, um, won't be available at launch. So... Either way, like, and progress will carry over to your, co- to your consoles. So, obviously, it's up to you if you want to wait, but it's kind of going to be pointless if you're just going to be waiting longer. Depends how geeky you are to play it, I guess. I can play through that game twice with a different character. It'll be fine. Yeah. But this leads me on to my next subject. Um, a few games recently, the most notable ones is that Avengers game and um, Cyberpunk have all said that the PS4 the PS4 will be getting a free updated version. So basically, uh, PS4 is definitely getting its own version of smart delivery. Mm. 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 Which is good. good. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I approve. Because that that's, that's been a thing for a while about whether PS4 was going to be doing it or not. How do you all feel about that Avengers game? I think it looks painfully generic. Yeah. Uh, it really looks looked like at it. Ultimate Alliance, but like jazzier. Like, and don't get me wrong, I like the Ultimate Alliance game, but I don't know. There's, there's something missing, and I can't quite put my finger on it. A good game. Yeah, maybe. It, ju- it just looks like a generic hack and slash. That's all it looks like. They need to take inspiration from Batman and just press square. That's all you need. <laughs> I'm glad you're coming around. <laughs> it's just it's just easier because otherwise you go on about it for months, and we just can't be asked anymore. Hey, yeah, you got to. A win's a win. If you can't beat them, <laughs> join them, Dan. I'm going to drag you down to my level and beat you with experience. I have joined the imbecile order. (laughs) Hey, how about uh, it's been confirmed there's a new skate game coming. Yeah, it's for mobile. No. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. No. Yeah, it isn't. It's winding you up. It's uh, it's actually just, you know, those skateboards used to get for your fingers. That's all it is. I had so many of those taken away in my day. I just, I just I fondly remember days. taking it to the supermarket and grinding along the edge of the freezers. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the bike ones as well? Did yes, you guys get they those? were never nearly as cool, but they were... No. Yeah. They well, bikes a, aren't as cool as skateboards. No. No. That's, no. But yeah. Like Dave, Mir- Dave Mirror 
BMX, like, what's that about? Tony Hawk's where it's at. I always preferred Matt Hoffman BMX to uh, Dave Mirror. Hipster. No. I can't remember which one I played. <laughs> I definitely played one of the BMX ones. Dave Mirror freestyle BM- BMX. BMX triple X, that was where it was at. Matt Hoffman was the, it's basically the Tony Hawk equivalent. It was made by the same developer. Oh, I think that was the one I played. Yeah. And then Kelly Slater's Pro Surfer, I played that as well. Mm. Fair bit. Oh, sorry. That's time. Yeah, Speaking of Tony Hawk, I it wasn't great. I, uh, I picked up Tony Hawk's <laughs> 3 and 4 recently, and I have oh, yeah. forgotten how to play those fucking games. <laughs> Boot oh, up Tony Hawk's 3. Man, I'm fucking awful at that thing. I've, I've never played 3 or 4. Admittedly, I've still not played 4. But yeah, boot up 3. Does, uh, like as Dan always says, oh yeah, you, you, you'll never forget how to play Tony Hawk. I've definitely forgotten how to play it. <laughs> uh, other than that how what do you what do you think of three i loved three it was i think it was my favorite in the series before you oh, yeah. get into that mike and i'll just rephrase myself if you're good at games you shouldn't forget how to play a tournament. Ah, wrecked <laughs> good lord are you gonna are you gonna stick go on i can't believe what i'm hearing he's thinking of a comeback he's gonna have just, to give him time i'm just gonna wait wait for him to apologize <laughs> might be waiting a while yeah, well. Say something, <laughs> but no. Uh, I, to answer your question, Tom, I've only I only played it for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, and I kind of just jazzed around the first couple of levels. Uh, really, so I fair enough. Now yeah. three was the tip of the nipples. That's that, that was, was the so best. good. It was such the a the cruise ship level. Change. Oh, love it. Yeah. So yeah, I quite like four with the open world and stuff. I think that's really cool. Yeah. That's <laughs> Tom, what just happened? Oh, it was a, a, light, a light came on. Sorry for, for audio <laughs> listeners. Uh, just a beaming light just came on and uh, blinded me almost. So you can see rings. Um, but yeah, I I, I want to get some practice in before the new one comes out because I, I, I do want to get the new one. But I don't know, like now part of me is like, <laughs> do I want to get the new one if I suck this much? Um, but have you guys seen that if you pre-order the digital version, you get the warehouse demo? Oh, in August, oh. I think it is. Yeah, but who wants so, digital? Looks like Eric's going digital, guys. Nope, not that doing way. it. <laughs> you can try to, to lure me all you want, but I'm not going to take the bait. But didn't we discuss this last time? It makes sense for you to get digital. Then it you does, can keep man. your physical one sealed. Yeah. Don't get it, man. Why would you open And you get the warehouse thing? demo. Yeah. Okay. That was easy. <laughs> Okay. If I could change it. regions, if I if Sony would let me change regions, I would actually at least consider the digital only PS5 because of how hard it is to get physical games here. I really would. Now, I only recently discovered that there's a massive discrepancy apparently between European digital prices and those in North America and Canada and stuff. I didn't know this. Hmm. Mm. Like, a, a new game retail on digital on the PSN over here will probably cost you the best part of £60. Our digital Bear copies mind, are the same yes. retail cost as our physical copies when they're new. Yeah, that's that's completely different for us because a yeah. game generally over here will cost you £47 to £50 if, as for a physical mm-hmm. copy. So the digital over here makes no sense for new games. It's yeah, absolutely mad. Yeah. I always thought that yeah, it too. But yeah, it's, it's it's odd. But the digital price that you pay, fifty nine ninety nine pounds, is also the recommended retail price. It's just your retailers compete, like base and all those other guys. They 
they get good deals on games, don't they? Shop two. I mean, this is an interesting subject because everyone, you know, bangs on saying that, well, eventually we're going to go digital only or streaming. God, here he goes. Stay here, Tyson. Jesus Christ. (laughs) 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 You got it in for me today, Daniel. Um, But the. Here's the interesting thing. Now, I'm not one to defend capitalism, as we all know. But, Communist. Um, <laughs> here's, here's, shut up. Here's the interesting thing. You just said, you know, obviously all the brick and mortar stores and the websites and stuff are all competing for your money, so you get cheap prices. And everyone mm-hmm. says, oh, yeah, once we go full digital, you know, you're taking out the pressing of the discs, um, you know, delivery to stores, the money that the store takes off, everything like that. Thing is, if eventually all you can get is your games off of the PSN store, there's no competition anymore. Yeah, this is true. This As is I say, true. I'm not normally one to defend capitalism, but... Mm-hmm. You know, so, if but, there is no competition but there. It wouldn't change things too much, I guess, here in North America where we have standardized pricing. But in Europe, absolutely, yeah, you would suddenly be, mm. you would have to confine to always paying a fixed amount. So that is interesting, to actually. I always find there's not as much competition now, actually, as there used to be. Like when I was a kid, going to Asda to buy a game nine times out of 10, you would get it cheaper than anywhere else. But the supermarkets nowadays, generally not very competitive mm. they'll um, have the odd game at randomly that's super cheap for no reason whatsoever that's why like whenever i'm in asda i will go and have a sneaky look yeah um, but nothing really appeals to me most of the time grocery stores in england had some pretty good deals where they would do things like hey if you come here and do your food shop and the bill comes to over 100 pounds you can get the lit the newest call of duty that just came out for like 25 pounds jesus that used to happen bunch of times when i was yeah they don't do anything like that anymore it's strange isn't it because it was like well your family would be like well we're gonna we're gonna do the weekly food shop anyways so you just come along and make sure that bill gets to 100 i mean and cod's cod's usually at the high end of the spectrum as well in terms of price yes so no mate you can't run it on a spectrum (laughs) 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 just jot that down it's a retro for gaming show daniel i have to make retro gaming jokes just jot that down for the book yeah, when are we playing some spectrum games guys mm. <laughs> when when is never that tape loads uh there was one spectrum slash amstrad game that i fucking loved it was called rockstar rockstars ate my hamster i think it's called it wasn't dizzy the egg Oh, Dizzy's good as well, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, Dizzy was fucking great. Yeah, Rockstar Ate My I Hamster, I, 1988. I always had a strange fascination with Dizzy, right? Because, not just because he was an egg, but yeah. I'm pretty sure every single... Because I know we had a Spectrum randomly at one point, and then you wait for the game to load, play about five minutes of it, and realise it was terrible and don't bother <laughs> playing it. But <laughs> I remember we had a copy of Dizzy, and my mates had a copy of Dizzy, and because they randomly had a spectrum as well mm-hmm. and on both consoles and on both copies consoles on both computers and both copies like it would load up spend all that time you know as a kid that felt like fucking hours and it'd go i have a soft those spot, colors dude. around the screen yeah <laughs> and then, like, our copies of dizzy the egg you'd literally like 
walk two steps and it'd crash so you never got to play it so uh, as i've grown up i've had a fascination with dizzy the egg like was it good i never got to play it was it. good and dizzy like, there, was good there are new dizzy the egg games like i'm pretty sure there was one on the mega drive yeah and i'm pretty sure that like i used to randomly see it in the rental shop and like had a fascination with one day playing it i never got around to playing it <laughs> yeah put it on the planet this, dizzy the egg Dizzy on X Spectrum, Dizzy on the Amstrad, Dizzy on the Amiga and Mega Drive. I just, yeah, that, if it, you know, I just have a soft soft spot for the the British computing industry in the 80s. It was just, there were so many computers out there, people programming from their bedrooms, selling games and newspapers for like, and they were like completely like rip breaking every copyright out there. Uh, and you could record them on cassettes. Hi, Tom. He's gone. Disappeared again. Yeah, hi, Tom. <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah, you could um, you could actually uh, record from one cassette to a, to a blank one. That was a way of early early days of copying games. It was just ridiculous. Um, and they came in like like music cassettes. Yeah, so that's crazy. Weird. Yeah, it was around. It was the same time as when North America was uh, all about the. Um, the NES and stuff like that. The good stuff. Yeah, the old good, the good Nintendo stuff. But yeah, they're a bit too old for this for this show, probably. <laughs> yeah. I know. I think if we were ever to do something, like that, I mean, one would. I mean, you can emulate it, but would we need to get hold of the hardware? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would those tapes even still work? I know. No, some sort of media degradation would have set in for sure. You can emulate them, thankfully, but yes. You know, in general, like, even with music, I'm glad tapes came and went. Because yeah. they were awful, really, weren't they, tapes? Let's they face were, it. <laughs> I remember I, I had a Walkman on my paper round and, uh, like, not being able to skip tracks, that was... You'd never get to the next one in time. And if you just wanted to put it on shuffle, you'd just press a button to flip it to the B-side and see what it landed on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's I'm so old. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Could record off the radio though, couldn't you? Could record the top forty on the weekend. That's Show what I did. Now. That's what I fucking yeah. did. And I would pause it before the DJ started speaking, and then re- and then unpause it when he when he uh, when the next track came on. Did you guys go that far or not? Yes, it is a skill that has been lost to the ages. <laughs> <laughs> And you really, really wanted to make sure that you got the full version of Gangster's Paradise without the DJ at the beginning of it. But what always pissed yes. me off is when the DJ would start it but continue to talk over it. Like, fuck, <laughs> now I gotta wait for this to come on again. We were um, we were listening to Crystal's iPod in a car the other day and uh, something randomly came on where it had the DJ speaking after it. I was like, what's this? This is from the past. <laughs> wow. I, I, what, the actually, iPod I or the, 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 the track? Trend. This is a uh, the, the, the other day. Me and Hazel were on about this. I don't want to turn this into the music podcast all of a sudden, but like, um, oh, we've talked about everything on this ago. show. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, Foo Fighters a few years ago were on their tour. They were covering an Arcade Fire song called "Keep the Car Running," and they did a uh, live set for Radio One here in the UK, and they played it. 
and someone had basically ripped it from their streaming site and then put the mp3 online i used to have the mp3 on my ipod and on the end of it like after the song had finished it always had like one of their djs i don't know who it was because i'm not cool enough to listen to radio one um just going you're listening to a full fighters on radio one uh, he wasn't from yorkshire but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> Foo Fighters eventually actually released that recording from that show as a B-side. So I have the proper, I now listen to the proper copy of it on Spotify and it still has the crowd noise at the end where he would come in. And every single time I start going, you're listening to Foo Fighters on Radio 1. But not in Yorkshire. <laughs> he sounds very much like Ringo Starr, actually. <laughs> He's not from Yorkshire. He's Scouser. <laughs> he is when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got too much to do. <laughs> For some reason, whenever I do that Ringo style, I always do my hand like this as well. Like, they have got too much to do. <laughs> I don't understand why. Sorry, guys. I, I, I started there getting, getting nostalgic about tapes. It's all right, Tom. It's good that we're on a retro game Apologize. show. What yeah. sick kid used to use tapes? Oh, these vinyls, man. These vinyls. That old sick yeah. can't really, I forgot can't, about can't that. Can't really DJ with tapes, can you? What if it's in the wrong place? Tom, have, <laughs> yeah. you, strongly, have you strongly considered doing a set at your wedding? Oh, please hey. do. Have I considered doing a set in Het? No. At your wedding? You oh, can do one you in Het as well if you We want. could rent out the town hall and everybody could come over for early dinner, 3.30, 4 oh, o'clock be before great. bedtime. Oh, damn. Yeah. DJ yeah. sick kid. Spinning some beats. <laughs> well, you know how, like, me and Hazel performed a song with the band at our wedding? You could do something yeah. with Cat. What's her favorite song? Tom just um, up there with his headphones, one hand over the side, just <laughs> scratching away. <laughs> favorite song? Uh, probably Men at Work, Down Under. There you go. So, so Cat can be that simple Men at Work. <laughs> but then, like, gets interrupted with you with your scratching skills. <laughs> so you come from a land down under. <laughs> Where women glow and men plunder. Can <laughs> <laughs> you hear? Can you hear the thunder? Better run. Better take cover. <laughs> Classic, man. Classic. It's a good one. It is a good song. It is. I quite like the American Tom version. <laughs> American Tom Jazz is any song up, to be honest. <laughs> When are we going to get an American Tom top hits album? Yeah, I, mean, I should do that. I should do a little CD compilation. Yeah, but on you, tape. Can, you, can you do the, um, the verse about the Vegemite sandwich? That's my favorite bit. <laughs> I remember that one. Something, something That's why hands me a Vegemite song. sandwich. I said, I said, do you speak in my language? He just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Better know oh, those yeah. lyrics, son, if it's Cat's favourite song. <laughs> I might, yeah, yeah. I might do a Christmas uh, album that might make the Christmas songs a bit better. <laughs> you know? Do one of those old school adverts where it has, like, clips of the song with all the songs that are on it going up in, like, in, <laughs> yes. in credits. And, like, the one that is currently playing on the advert is highlighted. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Most of it's just Tom, like, images, slow motion images of Tom, like, saluting the flag. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring such classics as Men at Work by American Tom. <laughs> Gives you hell by all American rejects. 
that's a classic. That Pre-order one. now for the bonus the bonus CD. It's beginning to look a lot like Snipmus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't get an American Tom version of that. You have to do no, some American Tom Christmas songs later this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Just belt them out. We should put together a CD. Factory Sealed does we Christmas. Should. Yeah, we should. We really should. Let's get a Christmas album on in the works. We can, yeah. The American Tom we can, we can sell it. Jingle bell, jingle bell. <laughs> Budstake and Hank Fist team up for the greatest American duo ever. Forget Robson and Jerome or Simon and Garfunkel. Fist and Steak. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, we shit could be Christmas every day. <laughs> right, I think oh, I, I might do it just so because then it might put a bit of light into Mike's world for Christmas, you know? Oh, thanks. Yeah, like I could give you a better Christmas through that, through the power of song. <laughs> See what you could terrible, do. Terrible, terrible song. Just come and fondle my balls. <laughs> for, the, for the entire week just go jingle his balls <laughs> just the entire week and in the trousers <laughs> got the family round for Christmas so what's he doing now he's just fondling my balls mum making Christmas better balls in a song. he's going to be here all week hope you don't mind he's got another hand in case anybody wants to take him up on it <laughs> Do you think maybe we should move on? I think we probably should. Yes, sorry. How, sorry, how, how do we even get here? I don't no, know. No one knows. Should we talk no about the game of the week? That's what we're here for. It's time for the game of the week. Thanks, Tom. There was no Zoom. No, I forgot about that. I couldn't get it open. I fucked up the Zoom last week, Tom. Did you listen? Yeah, he clicked it a bunch of times and it zoomed once. It was great. Oh, that's fine. It happens. Like, I'm, pre- I'm pretty it sure it was, about, it was about three miles above his head, wasn't it, as well, when he zoomed in? <laughs> Which is so <laughs> his forehead. Doing it live is not easy. And Mike has found that out. Yeah. You know. yeah. I won't be trying it again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this week's game of the week is the puzzle platformer experimental game from Valve called Portal. Came out October 10th, 2007, and uh, kind of took the gaming world by storm for a while. I cannot believe this game is that old. I know. That's that's crazy. September 2007 was when I started university, so I completely missed. I didn't even know this was out, and then I I saw a copy of Orange Box on clearance at Target and picked it up to play Half-Life. Is that the same as Orange Box? No, 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 no. No, you're thinking of the Setsuna box. Orange. Orange box. Orange box. But yeah, I just was digging around in the menus. Like, what the fuck is this game? And yeah, that was Portal. I think that's exactly what happened for me as well. Yeah. yeah. I was Fair just enough. down I was just down a game browsing and I found the orange box and I brought it home. Not really knowing what it was, just played some games and then yeah, Paul was on it. Thought you might get some vitamin C. Yeah. I was just licking the box. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> but yeah, a uh, game 2007 that- was around the times I I wasn't really playing games, um, so I hadn't yeah. heard of 
Portal until Portal 2 came out and I played Portal 2 first uh, and then I really, really wanted to play yeah I know <laughs> I really wanted to play the original, um, so that's why I ended up buying the orange box. And then, funnily enough, I've never mm. actually played anything else that's on the orange box. Mm. Orange mm. box has a great port of Half-Life 2. Yes. Uh, this, this was the first time I played Portal, which is obviously, uh, everyone is frequently surprised. Welcome to that. the 10,000 like Tom. Never seen. Yes, thank you. Thank you, I like that one. Um, but yeah, it's like saying to someone that you'd never seen Jurassic Park or something. Like it's pretty, uh, pretty seminal, isn't it? I do feel game. like Portal is one of those few games. Everybody says that you know certain games are those seminal games within um, any given genre. You know, like your your Mario sixty four, your Zelda, yeah. but like this is a game that just regardless of whether or not you like puzzle games or first person shooters, you just have to experience this game because it is so unique in what it accomplished yeah. at the time. Yeah, it was definitely. everywhere as well. It was everywhere when yeah, I first yeah. came out. Well, like, and what's really interesting about it is that it was it, it was kind of an accident because Valve discovered mm. this group of developers um, from DigiPen and took them under their wing. And, and they, at the time, they were working on a game uh, called Nar- uh, Narbocular Drop. Something like that. It was very similar in concept, but they they brought him into Valve and um, said, "Okay, we're going to give you really limited resources. Let's flesh this out." And uh, did you see? Have you seen any footage of Nobacular Drop? I've seen some pictures. I haven't watched any footage. Is it yeah, is it bad? I've, I've got a I've got a YouTube link here. I'll uh, send it to you. Uh, when I remember how to use a computer, we're using Discord, aren't we? There we go. Copy <laughs> Control C. Yeah, no, for some reason I was looking in there. There you go. Well, what was interesting about it, though, is that I, they... I am not the Mikey of Mikey's walkthroughs. <laughs> they, since their, their resources were so limited, they didn't have... I think there were less than 12 people. So they didn't have a, a full-time artist on staff for it. So they figured, you know what? It's probably just going to be easier to take this game and set it within an already existing universe, which is why it is tied into the half-life universe which if you think about it is really kind of weird because it doesn't really line up with the the tone of the dystopian future of half-life this seems a little bit more lighthearted and 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 fun but uh yeah they dropped it in within the the half-life universe and um, i was reading an article about one of their very first meetings where they're talking about the they got everybody together and they said all right we need to talk about the philosophy behind this game. Like what is going to be the driving force behind this as of that time, unnamed game. And everybody just kind of sat there for a few 10 minutes and somebody just went, everybody likes cake. And that just kind of became the driving force behind uh, <laughs> portal. And it's, it, it kind of cemented that initial goofiness of, of what we have now. I'm so pleased well, they, they went with go- that because it's. I think if it was really straight laced, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, it wouldn't. Mm. It wouldn't resonate as well. I think Glados as a character is just so iconic because it's such a good performance. What's interesting just- about her is like she is the most lovable villain, and she is such a she. She yeah. is such a. Um, heinous villain at the same time you're like i like her i could be friends with her but she's trying to kill me 
<laughs> it's the weirdest well, leading thing. Leading up to those development meetings you were talking about, Eric, as well, which also introduced yeah, get them introducing Glados and everything. Um, the first year of development was focused completely on the gameplay without any kind of narrative structure, mm-hmm. and it was from the play testers who were saying this is a lot of fun, but you know what is this leading towards? Which obviously led to the, the story you just told. Yeah, because they didn't want it to just be a puzzle game. And yeah, what what's really interesting is, did you guys listen to all of the developer commentaries? Uh, I I I listened to half of them because I replayed I replayed it, but with developer commentary on, where you just have speech bubbles around the world. See, I pulled you up a YouTube video that somebody had just compiled of all of them and, and listened straight through oh, them. That's and cool. I, would, I probably should have done that. <laughs> everything revolved, like you said, Mike, around playtesting. The the um, did, yeah the playtesters were essentially as important if not more important than the developers because they're the ones who fine-tuned and honed this game this game is two hours three hours long at best but it had a it it, i guess in game standards a two-year development cycle which is relatively short but Mm -hmm. um so much of that was revolved around play testing and trying to fine-tune these 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 puzzles and these chambers to be to perfectly encapsulate this idea well the thing that i loved about about it was um so i went in pretty cold into this game and i thought that put the way portal worked was when you shot the wall it would create a hole in the wall that you would listen you'd, you'd walk through and end up on the other side of the room and that's not what happens no. so the way they the way they introduce it is by you start off in that kind of glass box and they make it so that you, when you shoot uh, one side of the wall uh, you can see through the camera yourself through the corresponding portal that is created. Because you only start so with one portal. Correct. So they're making sure that the player knows straight away that, oh, I see what's happening here. There's, that's the way... If, if I go through here, I'll end up through there, right? You, see, you can see how, how it correlates. So I thought that was a really nice introduction to the mechanic. Because people were, were confused thinking that they were ta- being taken to either yes. the other side of the wall or an alternate dimension. But it's like, n- no, you yes. were physically being transported within the same room. And they used I- iconic objects within the room. And the one piece that I thought was really neat in that very beginning room was the, the radio playing the radio. music. And how yeah. important it's just a it, it, it's a throwaway thing. But you don't realize how important that is to kind of drive home the point of like, oh, I'm within the same room. It's exactly. such a f- even in 2020, 13 years after this came out, it's still a fascinating game mechanic that I don't think anything's really replicated ever since. It's mm. so, it, it must be so technically difficult to figure out how it works and how these puzzles come together. It's so clever at multiple times throughout this game and even more so in the sequel. Well, what's really cool, Dan, if you if you listen to some of those developer commentaries, is how intricate the physics system is. The Valve and the the Half Life engine is it, it does have a really mm. cool physics engine to it, but where they really started to struggle was when you're dropping a portal, how that affects the 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 gravity and the physics on the other side. Because if you put um, a portal on the ground and drop something through it, but the other portal is also on the ground and it's supposed to be coming up or fall out the side. They, they've created these individual physics engines within a little bubble on each side of the portal so that it doesn't take up this massive amount of, of resources to be able to calculate exactly what's supposed to be happening. It's just all these really neat, intricate things. Like if you were to shoot a portal and then just look through it, you, you get this impression of there being infinite portals but i think they said they capped it yeah. to nine 
and then the ninth mm. one is just a screenshot of the eighth one. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool, though, when you're looking at them in a line, and you're like, that is just yes. amazing. And yeah. you, it, you feel like you could just look at it forever, and you're like... And then eventually your eyes start tripping out. Yeah, and you get to see who you are. And then I remember, I remember one playtester saying that they were confused as to why you could never take full damage. And so that's why they put the... The springs on her legs. Uh, the springs on her feet. Yeah. yeah. To, I was, that's to, curious to, to explain I, yeah, that. I was going to ask about it's that. Fascin- it's fascinating how momentum affects how you come out of portals as well. As for example, oh, if, you fa- if you fall yeah. off a ledge and your portal's vertical on the ground, and then you put one on the wall, you'll come shooting out of it like a rocket because you've still got that momentum from when you were falling because of the gravity. And I love the puzzles is, where, you have to do, where you have to do the double fling, where you have to momentum and then shoot yes. another one on the ground to go even further. Yeah, it's so hard so to wrap, really your, you wrap your brain around that bit. I, I remember the first time I played through this game, it, it took me quite a while to get through it, despite it only being a couple hours. I probably took six seven hours to get through it just because it was such a different concept at the time and just trying to figure out especially when you get to the levels where you have those energy balls that you need to redirect mm, yeah yes there's, there's always yeah. no matter how many, i think i've played this probably about four times since i came out but every time i play it there's always one bit and it's always somewhere different that just throws me and i yeah. just can't figure it out and then it's always <laughs> the same with the puzzle game though you stare at it for like 20 minutes and then before you know it something clicks and you're like how did i not notice this i had the same thing and for me this playthrough it was the the i don't remember what test chamber it was but it was the one where you ended up having to get the three platforms to raise up so that you could walk further down the hall it it just i don't know what it was but took me forever i had to walk away from like ah okay now i get it i really loved the ones where uh you frequently have moving platforms and so but uh, you would have to shoot into shoot the wall where the moving platform is going to come into the corner, like where it's going to end up. Shoot a portal nearby to you and walk through it so that you land on the on the platform. Yeah, that was clever. Around. I know which one you mean. When there was like waste underneath you, and you had to. Yes, yeah, that yes. Was cool. And so you have to keep shooting to where the platform is going to end up, and leave that portal there. Come back to a safe place shoot another portal and then you can watch it's almost like there's another camera which i'm pretty sure technically that must be how it works they're positioning other game cameras in the world that you can then visualize through the portal so Mm -hmm. you can see when it's time for you to go through the portal and go to that jump to that other section of the level it's just so neat i really like the one where you have to use portals to direct a laser to destroy a lot of turrets (sighs) yes that one was really clever as well the turrets are created in this oh man character development for being a game that's just a puzzle game with with very little (laughs) to it it has so much charm and character to it but yeah the turrets are just hilarious target target lost are you still there i think the interesting (laughs) thing for this one because obviously i played the second one first and i Mm. it's been a while since i played either and i forgot that because on the second one there's those like speed gels and stuff like that and the bounce gels I forgot and, about and, those and yeah well i thought they were in this one and i know this one's short i think i finished this within a couple of hours and uh, on this playthrough i mean and i thought they were in there and it what amazed me with this on this playthrough is actually everything on this game is just the balls there's no other mm. kind of mechanic in there at all mm. um because the second one obviously has the there's the 
the white goo that you have to use the portals to to create white walls to use the portals and um like i said there's those gels that want to make you bounce and make you go faster and stuff like that and yeah that, uh, that before single, you go ahead mike i just want to say that white goo comes from me when everybody talks about final fantasy 7 <laughs> semen semen yeah. it's, it's semen <laughs> Um, but yeah, every single puzzle on this one, and, and it's nice to go back to see where the, the fundamentals of the second one came from. And, and like I said, I, I played this one second originally. Um, and I don't know, like it, it, every single puzzle is so clever because there's, there's no real strict way of doing any of them. The, the earlier ones, it's obvious you need to do this, do this, but like you can think of very loads of different ways. I'm sure if like we watched a playthrough of us all doing it, we might do certain sections different. And I think that's integral to this is how fantastic yeah. of a puzzle game it is. Yeah. It, it, um, uh, when I checked the, like there's a portal wiki, of course there is. Uh, there were numerous ways to, to solve certain uh, test chambers. And some of them were almost a bit glitchy where you could skip a bunch of stuff uh, if you got the momentum correct. And developers at Valve knew about this, but they just decided to leave it in. Well, yeah, because thought, pulling oh. that off was just as difficult as actually solving the puzzle. <laughs> exactly. But there and were some like, where oh, no, cool. they put up glass walls in order to prevent you from shooting a portal yeah. a certain direction. It's just really <laughs> Exactly. Well, I was reading before, apparently there are actually some sections of some test chambers where you can physically get stuck. Um, and apparently, I've, I've never had this happen, but apparently there's areas where you can physically get stuck and uh, GLaDOS will just open up the wall for you and let you go through to the next chamber or something. Interesting. Never heard of that. Um, I didn't realize it was a thing. Actually, when I was playing through the second time on developer, uh, with developer commentary on, um, if you enable the developer console on Portal or any of the Half-Life games, uh, you can type in Noclip on the console and just walk through the walls. And you can actually see the entire level and see all the secret areas and stuff. Hmm. There's actually quite a ton of random little bits to find. Like, you know, uh, you would have found them during the normal playthrough, the rooms where you've got the writings on a wall, like the, the cake is a lie and all yeah. this kind of yep. stuff and the pictures of the companion cube. And yeah, there's more There's more stuff like that. So I just kind of got fascinated by it and just wanted to just get really into that level. And That, and um, character, that character's called Ratman, I believe. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, you never you never see him, but he's kind of it's kind of alluded to that everything isn't quite what it seems. As it starts, you're kind of just in these test chambers, and this weird robot is making you do tests. But it kind of looks like you're being watched all the way through. There's cameras, and there's all oh, these yeah. officers officers with like frosted glass that you can't see through. Almost yes. as if like somebody's watching you. Yeah, it made it feel like that deliberately in the commentary when I listened to it. Apparently, and the cameras do move when you move around they they yeah. they move did you ever shoot time. a portal yeah. behind a camera and have it drop and then gladys is, gives you some yeah. sort of speech about destroying company property uh, uh, yeah no. I, I did but what's There's neat about that, though, that is, actually on the orange box is um so later in the game after you get out of the test chambers you you're kind of behind the scenes now of this the this experimental facility but all of these rooms are are uh desolate and it seems like, mm. you know, y you have broken out of something that has gone completely wrong. And you can kind of see that towards the end of the game. They pointed this out in the later developer commentaries is when you get into the final test chamber with Gladys, there is a desk off on the side that has a red phone, but the cord has been snipped. And the, the theory and, and thought process behind that was that somebody was hired to sit at that desk 
and their sole job was to just watch Gladys and say, okay, is she becoming too sentient? If so, pick up the red phone, call somebody, and they'll kill it. But that card had obviously been snipped, and the office was in disarray. So something had happened, and she had become far more sentient than she was ever intended (laughs) to be. Yeah. Those Uh, backstage section, I always remember that was so iconic when you first play it because it, yeah. it, it's kind of glados just kind of at the end of the test chambers just tries to kill you out of the blue she's just like oh and now you're gonna fall into this pit of fire yes i thought it was amazing because <laughs> i felt like uh and it must have been amazing at the time but i remember thinking um did i just do something that the game didn't mean for me to do like i quickly at the last minute fought for my own survival and escaped the fiery pit, which I actually thought for a, for a good while, I guess this is how the game ends. This seems strange. Wait, no, I can, I can stop this. I can save myself. Yeah. That's and exactly then, how I felt. The, the time. thing that you'll yeah. notice about that part of the game though, too, is that as you leave that section, so you avoid doom, jump through a wall, yeah. which is kind of a tricky portal jump as it is. <laughs> Gladys as a character takes a, a completely different, shift in tone up until now she is she's very mechanical she still has a personality mm. but she sounds like a computer who has been programmed to say these things to you in certain situations that are triggered by you doing something however when you yes. break out then her personality starts to come out and you can tell that there's like this underlying oh shit what's this person doing how do i get her back in and she's trying to subvert your psyche it's it's yeah, such a neat I've character got to, i've got some of the lines here actually from that so when she's when you've just got out of there she goes what are you doing stop it i i we are pleased that you made it through the final challenge where we pretended we were going to murder you <laughs> yeah gee, i love that when i can't remember the exact quote you've probably got it there damn it she's like Remember when we were going to burn you in the fire and we were like, we were kind of... <laughs> well, <laughs> and you were like, you oh jumped. no. That was such a funny joke. <laughs> and one of the, that, that was kind of the driving force behind how they they designed the comedy for this game because humor was something that this this team had already, already done before. And they're kind of like, well, I don't think Valve is bringing us on to, to write anything dramatic. And one of the mm. very first sequences that was was written was towards the end when uh, Gladys she completes everything or when uh, Shell completes everything and Gladys says you know set the gun on the ground and and uh, assume the um, submission position and a party escort team will come and remove you or something to that effect and they're like okay this is the tone of comedy that we want and then she's just kind of going like um, hello where are you I know you're there I can feel yeah. you here. <laughs> You're not even going the right way. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> wow, you don't realize how much she says until you look through this script. Holy crap. Oh, so much. And that's really You're the only dialogue person. in the game, apart from the cause at the end. Yeah, and the turrets. Oh, the turrets, yeah. Yeah. But um, did anybody, while they're exploring the back offices, spot the bit? when um, you could look through the windows and you can see presentations and some of them reference Black Mesa. Yes. Yep. Yes. I, I, I took a screenshot of one. Unfortunately, I forgot to paste it when I came out of the game. There was one that said, uh, there's like making dollars and cents or something. <laughs> it was actually, and I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Yeah. And you're right, Dan. Yeah, there's all this Black Mesa stuff. I kind of took the time to read it all because it was really interesting. Basically, like there's, 
uh, well, it doesn't really allude to it in this one, but I think Aperture Science is kind of uh, in competition with Black Mesa, and that's what you can get from these presentations. Yes. Don't everybody Why speak at once. Talking? <laughs> well, you threw a wrench in everybody by having a serious conversation in the chat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you didn't have to answer straight away. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, Dad, you were saying? What's that? I think I was done. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> was it the Black Mesa stuff, the references? There's oh, also... Yeah. Um, yeah, also within, the, within those references, there's... Uh, uh, references into the actual like uh, cake recipe and everything as well. Um, they decided it was oh, going to yes. be a black. They going to decided it was going to be a black forest cake. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, there's an actual the, recipe that someone found and put it in. The the black those black screens you see with all like the looks just like gibberish computer text. If you if you read through it, you can see like half a tablespoon of baking powder oh, and. Yeah, it's it's. I've noticed that. That's pretty. This is probably also the only game in history to make you feel attached to a cube. Yeah, (laughs) companion, and then they deliberately make you murder it. Oh yeah, (laughs) and that was actually a, a very strategic design choice because there was that one level where you physically had to carry the cube and walk down the hall and use it as sort of a a shield. Oh yeah, but they didn't want players to become super attached to this cube. And they're, they're thinking, well, we, we don't want them to try to carry it through the rest of the level here. So, all right, we're going to build in a puzzle where you have to murder it and just drop <laughs> it into the incinerator. But at the same time, they're teaching you how to utilize the incinerator, which is a key component in the final boss battle. It's, it's, and the cubes well, are important this, throughout like, as well. So. But, but going from that, it's, it's kind of like a tutorial of, of the final boss battle, even though it's so early in the game. Going back to how it teaches you the mechanics of this, it never really outright teaches you anything you just discover everything by doing which is very rare in a game these days like usually you know you get a tutorial this does this this does this this is this you kind of mm. glados kind of tells you about the portal gun at first but everything from there you have to just experiment and figure it out yourself Well, and that's a testament to the game design though it half-life is. half-life 2 is very similar as well in its implication of physics like when you very early on in that, for example, you'll encounter a seesaw, which you have to put bricks on to weigh down on one end so you can get up to a higher ledge. But it doesn't tell you this. You just kind of have to figure it out. And then there's yeah. a whole section in Ravenholm as well where you kind of you can use the gravity gun in various different ways to get through that area. Dan. It, it is definitely a testament to good game design to not have text and HUDs all over the place and pausing the action to bring up screens. It, it's just let's gently introduce new things to the player because those first 10, 12 test chambers, you can just fly through because it's just gently saying, okay, this is what happens when when there's a turret here and you can see clearly that this one... But, oh, and he's gone. And he's gone again. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> just disappeared again. Uh, yeah, it, it just it just properly uh, explains to you gently like how, how to conquer each challenge and then it sets you up nicely for when you ultimately move backstage and then and then it really you have to put in everything you've learned in that final 20 minutes well as well like i read something um, from the developers about the the final boss battle with glados and um originally they were going to have um like glados chasing you and and like running sections and stuff like that and they then they decided oh, it God. felt too out of character it felt it was 
it felt too out of character for it. And the developer himself, I can't remember his name, um, and I've got that many tabs open, I can't figure out which one is in. <laughs> the, um, he, uh, he was on about, it did feel quite cheap just putting a time limit on it, but um, it's amazing what just adding a simple time limit to the simple tasks you've already been doing escalates mm. the difficulty and the panic. Yeah. And the ever-present threat of nerve gas as well doesn't it, help. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did we <laughs> mention what GLaDOS stands for? Do you guys know? Uh, uh, I did I really did used to know, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Genetic life form yeah. and disk operating system. Because if you look at how they spell it, it's like DOS from the early computer yeah. days. But genetic life form. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just such a, it's just such a... GLaDOS is just such a good character, though. It's just light, lines after lines. I, I've just been browsing through this list of the lines she does, and the, this I think this is my favorite one in the entire game. That thing you're attacking isn't important to me. It's the fluid catalytic cracking unit. It makes shoes for orphans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I laughed so much at that. It is it's, so good. It's, it's fascinating how they did her voice, too. So they took all of the lines, and they put it into a computer uh, text-to-speech generator, and then they took, yeah. um, what was the actress's name, Ellen McLean? Yes. yes. And put her in the, the sound booth and said, okay, we want you to match this. And she would make minor corrections where the, you know, the, the cadence or the whatever wouldn't line up properly. And then they would post-process the hell out of it. So during the developer commentary, she actually reads some of these lines as, as she did within the booth. And you can hear like, oh, that she does sound genuinely like Gladys and they just did a bunch of post-production on it. It's just, it's fascinating. It's very sing-songy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and she said too, this was, as a voice actor, this was the most um, direction she has ever received. Like it was very granular, fine-tuned and they gave her specific directions on here's how you're supposed to be feeling. This is what you should say. Say it like this instead of other people like, yeah, just go on and say it. Yeah, they're quite, yeah, they're funny the way they do some things. Like I think it's like when Valve did the, uh, to the Tannoy stuff on Half-Life 1 they just recorded like a thousand single words and then just cut from each one that so is crazy really, that is yeah, so mad they're, pretty, they're, they're mad the way they do stuff it's really interesting well um, I mean before they even got um, Alan McLean in uh, yeah McLean um, going back to those those playtesting sessions and everything they had where where, where the, the people testing it were saying, well, where is this leading towards? And, and they had to start kind of designing dialogue and everything for it. One of the de- developers, uh, sort of a week after this had come back, he, um, he returned with some sample dialogue, which was made on a text-to-speech program, um, which was intended to be just a series of messages related to the player in the relaxation vault, the first area of the game. And the team mm. liked the voice so much, and they described it as like funny and sinister. And that was the point where this developer... Um, I haven't got his first name. I've only got his surname, which is Walpore. I'll, I'll try yeah, I couldn't name. find his first um, name either. He decided to add this voice to the other test chambers. And while trying to think, whilst trying to think of the story elements, um, and they they decided, you know, they came up with Glados and decided to make it a narrative voice of, of the game. Um, mm. But one of the rules, one of the right, the rules the writers had was that they they didn't want to make her seem too much like a computer. Like the example I've got here, like they don't want her saying things like "Oh my nuts and bolts" and, and shit like that. Mm. Um, <laughs> they wanted her to speak like a regular person as much as possible. Mm. yeah so i i what like you were saying 
Eric, the the Narbacular drop was that what it was? Yeah. So that that was led by the the lead designer Kim Swift, and then she was then the lead designer for all the levels in Portal, um, and then went on to do to be the lead designer in in like or at least a leading role for Left for Dead and and the sequel, which is really wow. cool. So they were so I, I I've actually not played those two games, but it's you know, it's just it's really rare based. that a game like this happens where it's so out of the blue, it's so unexpected, yet it throws such a wrench into everybody's expectations and into the gaming um, the the gaming scene as a whole. Because here you have this extremely lovable villain, you have mm. extremely challenging yet creative and fun puzzles. You have a brand new, unique gameplay style. But then they even throw another wrench at you in the end and give this game a theme song at the credits, which is just friggin' hilarious. I remember the first time I got to that went, yeah, that. More games need this. It's just so iconic it. still alive. It's so good. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's one of those that you just... It, it's so happy and chipper, but it has this really sinister <laughs> underlying tone to it. <laughs> And what's awesome is that when they were casting the voice for Gladys, one of the requirements was that um, the voice actor had to have a great singing voice. And Ellen McLean is a classically trained operatic singer. <laughs> and for her, she just she, she was kind of skeptical about it at first and then listened to it because uh, the, the version she got was was sung by the songwriter Jonathan Colton, I think his name was. And uh, yes. she she just fell in love with it, and it's one of those that you can just happily hum to. And I I've had it stuck in my head for three weeks. Yeah, I have as well. <laughs> it's a so- it's a song that made a lasting impact on me throughout my life. I remember it was on Rock Band, and I used to love playing it. it. Yeah. Well, there was I sent you guys a video of it. There were <laughs> there were children's choirs that were doing their own renditions of it, and. I, wow. I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, I'm a parent at an elementary school. I don't play video games. I have no concept of what anything is. And here my kids are up there on stage singing about building guns and killing people. It's like, all right, let's take another peek at this school here and make sure that this is the right place for them. <laughs> but damn it, it was funny. And just everybody's own take and rendition on it. <laughs> oh, man, I had no idea. No idea at all. Yeah. I'd never even heard it before playing it. Uh, well, here playing, you, finishing the game. Here you are. Yeah. The, the, what, the, 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 um, there's another one on the second game as well, which isn't quite as good, but it's still pretty good. Hmm. What was that one called? That was um, Want You Gone. Yes. There was a oh, huge legal battle with, I believe, with that one over Jonathan Colton as well. I can't remember what, exactly the specifics of it. Um, somebody had sampled it or he hadn't been properly credited for it. And I don't remember. I do remember, one, I've not heard one you gone for a long time, but I, I obviously I, I keep saying I played them the other way around, but Still Alive is definitely more iconic for sure. Not that I've, not that I've really listened to one you got for a long, long time. <laughs> Tom, you had never heard "Still Alive" before playing this. Never, I had no idea what you guys were on about when you mentioned it. Oh, here I, it is. I uh, would abs- I would absolutely love you know 
Oh, sorry, Eric. Go ahead. Glee, Glee, the TV show, the show choir show, you know, Glee. They did it. Uh, they ripped off a cover of his song and did not give him credit for it. Bastards. Yeah. Jesus. You know what? I Honestly, I would really, really like to hear a version of this song sung as American Tom. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Imagine. I want to hear a... You can uh, go on that album. I want to hear a Geordie version of it. Because like those, oh, those girls that did How the um, that Call Me Maybe. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, man, Mike, you, you Mike, go- Mike, you could do like crazy butt rock. That would be amazing. Oh, God. The, the world doesn't need oh, any more butt rock, Dan. We always need <laughs> butt rock. <laughs> Eric, can you uh, dust off the old... Uh, Glee club suit <laughs> sequence. Yeah. Do some quiet. I could do. I could oh do God, like high quiet. pitch falsetto quiet. and then just over the top Glee performance. Oh, oh man, harken back to the show choir days. Yeah, I need to bar- brush off the brush off the old pipes. <laughs> God, that'd be so ridiculous. Can Can you get that high anymore? Uh, well, <laughs> if I've got Tom over here fondling my balls, I'm sure I could. <laughs> God, he's got no, two hands. Got so depends so how hard, depends how hard he squeezes. Really, yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh, Dan, give us give us a give us a line in Jordy. It's delicious and moist. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst line you could pick. <laughs> That's the best That's line. Moist, Everybody it? likes moist. Oh God, <laughs> moist kek. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of Geordie, because Kirk in Geordie is kick. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. <laughs> what a piece of that moist kick. <laughs> I'm not from India. You want a piece of the moist kick, eh? Um, I think we should probably say, um, Paul... As a series, as a well, two game series, we never got the third one. You know, fingers are still crossed. But um, no, it's Valve. They don't know, there's do a lot of games with number three on. <laughs> there's a lot of lore involving Glados and Aperture and Ratman, who we briefly mentioned earlier. But a lot of that lore comes from the comic that bridges the two games and the second game. So we've kind of decided that. We're going to save all that for when we inevitably do the second game. We're not just kind of leaving it out and being thick and, and not thinking about it. We know, we know about it. We ain't dumb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's loads of stuff we can go into with GLaDOS, but yeah, it always kind of comes from stuff in the second game. And, and obviously, we're going to do the second game at some point. Oh, and I nearly picked it up and started playing it. It's so funny. I want to as well. The second one is kind of... The first one feels like sort of a tech demo. And then the second one is the full-blown version of it with uh, a lot more story development. Well, Stephen Merchant as Wheatley just knocks it out of the park. Yeah, And then they've got J.K. Simmons as Cave Johnson, who just brings this extra flair of absurdity. Oh, shit. I forgot he was in it. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, wow, J- J.K. Simmons. I absolutely forgot that was him. Dude, yeah. Cave Johnson is just awesome. He is just an incredible character. <laughs> Nolan North is in it too. Of course he is. is he? Yeah, he he does all the turrets. He? he does the space core, the fact core, adventure core, and uh, defective mm. turrets. Oh no, no! <laughs> Are you still there? Oh, <laughs> 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 how are you 
goes, I'm a potato! Oh, target lost! I Gladys is a potato in the second one. <laughs> you get to carry on Dan's computer. <laughs> uh, do you guys know about the whole hoop thing for this one? I was reading Hoopy about it and didn't dig into it. Yeah. So I, I, it was Hazel who actually told me about this because she, she watched me play the end of it a couple of days ago. And she's like, oh, there he is, Hoopy. And I was like, what the fuck you Hoopy? About? So you know at the very end, where the very last scene where you go out and like just a hoop, like a metal ring comes and falls into oh, in yeah. front of you? No. Yeah. The developers were attempting a new meme and they didn't realize that the cake is a lie would basically become the big portal meme. And Hoopy the Hoop was lost into obscurity. Apparently, developers have cons- consider it the ba- greatest disappointment in Portal that Hoopy the Hoop didn't take off. I didn't. Oh, poor Hoopy. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I don't remember. There he is. I, I didn't know this was a thing. It was H- uh, Hazel who told me. She's got a use. Apparently, there was an homage in Lego Dimensions to Hoopy. They put him in. Yeah. I think in Portal 2 as well, don't quote me on this, but I'm sure there's like just some levels, some test chambers that just have like a metal hoop on the floor or when there's explosions and stuff, like one comes out. One of the lead developers said, we thought we would, we should have a warehouse full of hoopy t-shirts and mugs and posters. We would watch that hoop roll by over and over again. That was the part of the game we were most proud of and nobody cared. (laughs) I don't even remember that. (laughs) <laughs> have a quick look at the ending on youtube now like just the very very end when you finally get like see outside there's just a metal hoop that comes flying past you and then lands on the floor how would how well, are par- people apparently supposed it's to- in portal 2 lords as well huh. yeah in the test chambers but yeah they they were hoping it was going to be a big thing and then it wasn't the cake is a lie took off i forget with portal 2 is the co-op campaign completely different from the solo or is it just the solo pl- campaign that you're playing with another player no, it's completely different no, it has unique different. test chambers which take advantage of the fact that you're using two people it That's is right. absolutely incredible it's, it's you so and I well played designed it. it was so fun oh yeah we did yeah how the hell did we get through that fuck if i know <laughs> maybe we didn't <laughs> We must have lost some intelligence over the years. Yeah, there's an online multiplayer. I I I thought it was split screen for some reason. What what were the names? Peabody and... um... Sherman. No, that's not right. (laughs) Sherbert? (laughs) I brought you your orange Sherbert. (laughs) It is Peabody and Atlas. Oh, like a map? Yeah, but in all caps. No, like the game oh. So the, it's just a map, but you're yelling. Good one, Tom. <laughs> hey, Mike, next time you've got some free time, we should play through that. You really need to. Uh, I picked it up. What are you playing on? PS3. Oh, I got it on Xbox. Sorry. Correct. Buy it, buy it again. Didn't exist back then, Tom. It was. Uh, it was we don't uh, like to play Xbox, nice on the Xbox sandbox. Xbox One X Enhanced. And boy, did it look beautiful on there. I played it on PS3, and I still think it looked great. Hmm. It's not a graphically intensive game, let's face it, but <laughs> it still looks nice. But I, I think my kind of my closing thoughts on this, like, I think Portal is one of those games that every gamer needs to play and experience just to say they've played it because it is so different. Oh, for sure, and the fact that you can get it done in a couple of hours, yeah, 
piece of piss. Don't it? It's yeah. not a difficult game. It's a bit of a head scratcher at times. Like like Dan said, even though we've played it before, we still got to points where because I was the same as Dan. I, there was some test chambers like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? Even like, if you're not good at first no person shooter controls, it's not that hard because it doesn't require intricate, precise twitch aiming. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm exhibit A of that. We know how much I suck at first person shooters. He does. He lets the team down in Warzone all the time. I don't know. I think you've gotten much better. I'm proud of you. (laughs) I have got much better. It's um, since Halo, actually, I've improved. And Hazel even spotted it. Like, I was playing something after Halo that was a first person shooter, and she was like, Halo made you better. I was like, I think so. Um, But yeah, you know, I generally do suck at first person shooters, and and I don't find this difficult to control or anything like that. I imagine it's much easier with a mouse. Um, I don't know. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't imagine playing Portal with sticks. I'm sure it's totally fine. But Oh, yeah. you played it on PC, Tom? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I did. That's why I was able to use the no-clip stuff to like look through the walls and gotcha. like that and just yeah, mess about with the uh, dev tools. It's quite fun. Isn't that the dude who tried to help you make Word documents? <laughs> That's the paperclip. Could be. <laughs> That's clippy. Did that uh, take a moment, men, Tom? Men, many an hour, many well, an hour in IT class spent clicking his animations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you never change the other ones? I can't remember who the ones were. I but. did. The, prof- the crazy professor with his jig. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. yeah. He would very rarely do the jig. He used to have to click for a good 20 minutes before he would do the jig, but every time he did, <laughs> it was we the highlight cheer. of the day. But uh, the long and short of it is, my jokes are wasted on you. <laughs> Sorry. Not all of them. Not all of them. Yeah, well, Tom, you're normally my go-to, but didn't have my back, did you? No, but I, was, I had to put the no clip, clippy. You know, it wasn't quite as... I got it, Mike. Mm. I was there for you. That's fine. Oh, thanks, Eric. Thanks. No audible laughter, though, was there? I had internal <laughs> right here. Can we put some laughter? <laughs> I've, I've, cracked, I've cracked three ribs trying not to laugh, mate, honestly. Oh, we could put a laugh track <laughs> anyway, in the show. Anyway, should we start doing a, a, a pre-recorded laugh track on our show? Yeah. yeah. It'd be like watching Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. <laughs> Ugh. Not that shit. Compared to Big Bang Theory, I guess it would be, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> they move on the Big Bang Theory was... and the people laugh. It's baffling. <laughs> Autism's funny. <laughs> One of my Facebook memories of the day was literally something me years ago bitching about, like, bitching about the fact that people find Big Bang Theory entertaining. <laughs> oh, God. That couldn't change. be any less funny. I don't know how that show got. <laughs> I guess it's because of whatever his name is. Chuck something. Norris. Anyway, back to Paul. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree with Eric. I think it is something that everyone should play. It's it's definitely a hearty pip pip from from me. Me too. I love this game. Three hours, fantastic. They just fly by. It's just something you can play every couple of years, and every time you play it, it's great. Yeah, and you catch another line from Gladys too that you didn't quite catch before. I mean that one. That one about the orphans that just cracks me up. I never caught that one. I like it when you finish. There's one of the levels you finish where you've uh, been taught how to do the the momentum stuff, where you would jump through the floor, fire again, and propel yourself across. And the last thing that um, the only thing Gladys says at the end of that level is, "We." <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch the one where um, y- you completed something and and uh, she goes, "Unbelievable, you!" And then it clips to like just a static name. Subject name here. Must be the pride yeah. of subject hometown here. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. That one's great as well, actually. I love that one. <laughs> they had to have so much fun writing this shit. Oh, and they, I like I like the personalities of all the different cores as well. Then you get them by like one that growls at you, oh, and yeah, then the other, ones, the other one's going, "Who are you? What's that? Why are you here?" <laughs> it's just I yeah. like the one where she's like, "You'll never, you'll never solve this one. It's impossible. It's we've we've made a mistake. You, it, it, we wouldn't blame you if you gave up now." And then when you when you actually finish it, she says something like, "Well done." In the face of an a, 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 like a toxic, pessimistic environment, you you managed to get through <laughs> something like that. I wish I knew the quote. It's probably a, there's one. There's one where you have to put the like the the companion cube on a button, and it has the most ridiculous name. I'm just going to see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. Uh, the Enrichment Center regrets to inform you that this next test is impossible. And uh, at yes. the end, she has a couple other quotes within, but fantastic. You remain resolute and resourceful in an atmosphere of extreme pessimism. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I just laughed so much in that. <laughs> Make no attempt it's, to solve it's like it. That, it's like that whole thing when, when somebody is trying to trying to do something they fail at. And they're like, oh, but I meant to do that. And Yeah, yeah. And 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 it's great because like her being like you'll never solve this just makes you like no I'm gonna get through I'll, this I'm I'll gonna get prove it. you wrong I'll, I'll get, get it. it hang on but the uh, to me the turrets are the most lovable characters probably even more so than than Gladys because they're just so they're damn cute <laughs> they are I love it when you knock them over sometimes they go I don't blame you <laughs> I now really want to buy a companion cube like pillow or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite good I found There's, the I found the quote I was on about sorry before you go ahead please sorry. place the weighted storage cube on the 1500 megawatt aperture science heavy duty super colliding super <laughs> button <laughs> There's, there's a, a shed load of like fan theories and stuff about the companion cube, which again, I will kind of need to be saved for Portal 2 but when we do that, but um, yeah, they're, they're interesting enough. Tom, I'll send you some links Are you still there? Target lost. <laughs> yeah, but I, I love this game. Facebook overall, comments? overall, play it. Just play it. Play it. Play it. Yeah, I'm so glad I finally got around to this one. We played really a good game, game for the it's, show. It's, it's been long Hooray! overdue. Tom, yeah. <laughs> did you say you played the second one, Tom? Or is this your first delve into? No, I've not played. I've not played the second one. This is my first. Ah, oh, you know, what? I know. I say this about you and Dead Space Two, but you fucking love Portal Two. Uh, yeah, really yeah I can say you're probably you're probably right, son. Yeah. Oh, there you go, Eric. You can get a um, inflatable c- companion cube for the for your swimming pool. <laughs> what? Cool, link, really link cool, cool me. <laughs> That's got to be one of your first purchases for your new house. Three D printed companion cube gift box from Etsy. They had uh, Portal Two Sentry turrets as a as a USB connection. Um, check these things out. They were really cool. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I'd like that. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> oh, Eric, Eric, you have to get these. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Check out this link. Stops. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the the joke keeps on giving. He's per picture of Link from The Legend of Zelda. I thought oh, that was the joke Zelda. that keeps on giving. <laughs> Look how proud he is uh, of himself. Look how I proud keep he is. myself entertained. <laughs> oh, it's just an inflatable ottoman. It's not meant to be in the pool. 
It says pool toy. It does not. The title literally says it. Yeah, well, the box well, says inflatable yeah. ottoman. Yeah, I see. Dash pool, dash toy. Yeah. Mm, I don't know about that. You don't know about that when it's written there. Yeah, but I'm looking <laughs> at the box. It doesn't say. Eric, it's on the internet. It must be true. <laughs> this thing, this box is in poor shape. It even. Oh, it's got a picture of a guy simple. sitting on it. Max under 250 pounds. Yeah, that's all right, isn't it? It's an official Valve product, to be fair. Yeah. I guess. I guess. It says right there. <laughs> I'm so sick of this. <laughs> I, th- I think you should get a Hoopy the Hoop, because that's what they wanted you to buy, not the compound. Good point. You can have those in the pool as well. Oh. Jump through it like a little dolphin. <laughs> There's a video I'd like to see. How big is this pool? Does that have a chance? It's like 20 by 30. It's pretty big. Oh, okay. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's have like you guys a, seen any of the um, got a basketball early concept art for Shell? Seen the what? This is What's one of the early like? concept arts for Shell. <laughs> with, a, with a little experimental hat on. Are you still Looks there? very Matrixy. Target lost. Mm. <laughs> What's coming That's out cool. of her butt? That's the robot. No, it's because she's holding her gun with her arm back. Look, looks like it's coming out of her butt. That's the um, that's the anal probe from South Park. The stick of truth. They should have it coming out of her butt. I mean, (laughs) that would be that would be more difficult to aim. (laughs) Let's not go down this path. Oh, God. Guys, should we get on to some questions? Do we have any questions? You can check us out at facebook.com slash group slash factory seal podcast. Dan always puts some sort of post with my face on it somewhere. Um, this this week, he outdid himself and did a video. It was such a lot of doing that. Quite well done. Doing that. Yes, it so was. That's the uh, thing, right? I saw the video before I'd even started playing Portal, and I was really confused by the song choice. <laughs> I didn't because I, I had no idea. Well, oh, okay, well, I guess this is... Well, I guess it makes sense now, Tom. <laughs> yeah, it does. It make, I get it now. Full circle. I, I love it. Uh, yeah, do we have... We do have questions? one Facebook comment. You got any Go questions, for it. comments, thoughts, concerns, yeah. oh, ideas, sentiments? <laughs> complaints. <laughs> Send your complaints to uh, Voldemort Towers at VoldemortTowers.com. It'll definitely get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Facebook so uh, Hesley Hattie um, says hey guys Portal is a good example of a comfort food game are there any games that you'll play multiple times even though you've beaten it as for me it's the Square Simulator Batman Arkham series also uh, sorry Tom this might be a rough subject uh, any, he, I said that not him any plans this year that had to be postponed due to the current world situation <laughs> no nothing important no <laughs> No, fuck all going on anyway this year, so it's quite glad. <laughs> uh, the only thing well, that the, the thing that mattered the most didn't get cancelled, and that was uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Tom, legitimate question because yeah. because your wedding did get postponed. Two point oh, yeah, 2. wedding two point oh. Do we get to have <laughs> bachelor party two point oh? Because I'm down. I'm down. He's not in. Dan, not- will you come? Dan, will you come this time, please? There you go. I'll see he's nodding. I'm capturing that. He can't back out now. <laughs> yeah, got the video footage of it. We can do, we can I, do I Las really Vegas to, I really two. did want to come last time, but, you know, monies and stuff. 
Well, start saving your shekels. I yeah, shall. You got, you, yeah, I shall. Doing your articles. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sick of being in the bloody house. Okay. <laughs> let's st- let's <laughs> plan Bachelor Party 2.0. Do you think Cat will Cat'll approve of that, won't she? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Has to, really. Good. Has to. Good. All right. Yeah. Uh, I had, comfort uh, food. I was supposed comfort to see... Um, oh, I was supposed to see... Um, oh, bloody Weezer, Fallout Boy, and Green Day last night at Huddersfield oh. Stadium, and that got cancelled. <laughs> oh, I did finally... So, speaking of concerts, I've, I finally got word that the um, Final Fantasy VII Remake Distant Worlds Tour that was scheduled to come here yeah. in September got pushed yeah. a full year. Yeah. Oh, I man. was hoping to go to that. They had that in Toronto. Well, it initially yeah. seemed that like we had dodged the bullet on it because a couple weeks ago I checked and like, nope, still on. And then I checked again. They're like, yeah, we're going to push it a year. I was it's planning lucky. to go for a big three-week holiday at the end of this year. Which is going to happen this time or something? <laughs> I was going to go to Canada. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, that got pushed. And I also had, I was going to go see Whitesnake, Foreigner, and Europe in oh, a gig. Shit. Christy would love canceled. that. Oh, it sounded brilliant. Mm. I was really looking forward to it. Dan just really wants to know what love is. I do. Yeah, the only thing that got no, cancelled for Day, me was that, my... That Green Day gig last night has been postponed for a year as well, so we've still got it for next year, so... We were supposed to yeah. do... Uh, Christy and I were supposed to do Paris and France uh, alongside Tom's wedding, but I and think ha- Americans have been locked out of traveling pretty much anywhere for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be happening everywhere. I wouldn't want to go on a plane right now anyway, to uh, be honest. I was on one last weekend. It was not fun. I could imagine. Oof. Anyway, comfort food games. Uh, Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> really brings the stress level down. War, you can't complete Warzone, can you? <laughs> no, no, you can't. But, hey, you can uh, get pretty far on your battle pass, though. Yeah, You've got to keep trying. Yeah, mate. yeah. Hey, the only story game I often go back and play again is the original Metal Gear Solid. I'm always happy going back oh, to that. It's nice. Yeah, I, always, I could, I could do that. Good playing that again. Yeah. Any, any of the Final Fantasy seven, eight, nine, ten, they're perfectly yeah. fine. Play Fair. them over. The Batman Arkham games, I have replayed multiple times actually. Nice. I can't play those too often. Like I, I picked up um, Arkham Origins again not long after I finished Arkham Knight because I hadn't played. Arkham Origins was the only one I hadn't replayed and mm. because it was so close to Arkham Knight it just felt far too repetitive I'm going to go back to it at some point uh, Sonic, I, I think Arkham Origins actually has one of the best stories I, I agree actually Origins. it's proper janky though um, for yeah. me also the Sonic games so any Sonic 2 Sonic 3 Sonic and Knuckles Sonic Mania can play them anytime I'm with you on those I think for yeah, Dan same if those. it is a piece of software that you can put into a machine and play on a TV with a controller, it is comfort food. <laughs> unless it's Deus, unless it's Deus Ex Human Revolution, which I really didn't like. Yeah, but you still beat it, didn't you? No, I never oh. beat it. Uh, I would say for me, probably um, the original Link's Awakening and Dark Cloud Two. I have played yeah, through that. Yeah. Not through it, but I have played it so many times. Um, and then, of course, you know, the original Mega Man's. Mm. I'm, yeah. I'm sure for me, like, Fair. as well as the ones that were mentioned, like Sonic and MGS. Um, not Sonic 1, though. I never really like going back to that. Um, but Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Did- Knuckles, uh, Mania, but um, MGS for sure. But uh, Super Mario World, which I think I mentioned on our Mario World show, that can always just kind of dip into that when needs be. Yeah. Um, and. Fair. 
um, Breath of the Wild now. I've not completed it multiple times, but I started restarted Breath of the Wild again this year, and I've dipped out of it again. But I've now I I I can literally just kind of dip in and out of that whenever I just need some of that. Um, and classic answer for me, Earthworm Jim. I can always just pop that on. Yeah. yeah, I am balls deep in Breath of the Wild again. I bought it for Switch finally because I used to have it for Wii U, and that game is something else, man. I love I tried it. I just got that game a while ago, and just immediately I, I opened up my inventory and went, "Nah, this is too much right now." <laughs> it's such a battery drainer in them um, handheld mode, though. Yeah, it I, saps saps it straight that's away. Why you don't just play it in handheld it. mode? Well, I always play my Switch in handheld mode. It's You're missing nice. out. I like to Hazel when a game. <laughs> Hazel Switch is one of those new improved battery ones. I'd love to like just have a go on Breath of the Wild on that and see how far like how long I get without having to put my um anchor charger in, but Oh yeah. Or my wanker charger. We got any other questions? And that's it for questions. No, that's it. No, that's that's it. the one this week. Uh, Thank you very we much, Have finally decided it is summer, and we have our summer RPG that we have landed on. Um, Lost much Odyssey! Much to uh, Dan's displeasure, it is not Lost Odyssey. It's not Final Fantasy X either, which not is why I wanted time, to play. No. Not yeah. this time. We're going to take a little bit of a left turn, and we're going to go down the wonderfully charming world of Grandia. Grandia! J-R-P-G-G-G-G-G-G-G. Grandia, Grandia, Grandia. We've broken Tom. <laughs> it starts with a G, gotta do it. <laughs> but yeah, they just did a HD remaster of this for the Switch. Um, did it come out of anything else, the remaster? I don't mm. think it did, actually. Strangely. Yeah, I, I didn't. I probably should have checked that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's odd. I think I, I only recall it coming out on the Switch. The so, remaster. I'm not it's on Steam. Grand collection it's on Steam. Called. Yeah. Yeah, the HD collection. Uh, s- Switch. Steam? Steam? Oh, I yes, think. yes, yes. Steam. Hmm. Steam and Switch. Um, yeah, Steam and Switch. HD collect- mm-hmm. Platforms, Nintendo. So for the HD remaster... Um, oh, uh, weird. Hang on. So I'm reading an article from DualShockers.com, which I've never heard of, so Shockers. I don't know how legit they are. But the, the title of the article is Grandia HD Collection isn't on PS4 at launch because the remaster doesn't support 4K. Well, not all games on the fucking PS4 do. What? Maybe they want it to and they <laughs> don't want to release a subpar product. Weird. Mm. Yeah. But um, in the interest of giving us all ample time to finish it and because this month is kind of busy, we are going to be taking three weeks between shows to do our game that way we're going to split it into two shows um so our next show will be the 19th of july that sounds good to me you need a bit of time to finish an rpg yeah dan will have it done by friday indeed so (laughs) i haven't actually played a lot of it because every time i go on my switch it's right next to breath of the wild and then i accidentally press breath of the wild and before you know it two hours have passed yeah, just delete. Breath I feel like that life. happens for you on a daily basis, though. It does. So, but yeah. Well, you. you know, lads, overall, I have to say about this show, this was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. 
It's hard to overstate me satisfaction. Aperture science. We do what we must. Be cares. We can. For the good of all of us, except the ones who are dead. But there's no sense crying over every mistake. You just keep on trying till you run out of kick. And the science gets done, and you load a shotgun for the people who are still alive. I'm not even angry. I'm being so sincere right now. Even though you broke my heart and killed me And tore me to pieces And threw every piece into the fire As they burned it hurt me because I was so happy for you Now these points of data make a beautiful line And we're out of beta, we're releasing on time So I'm glad I got burned Think of all the things we've learned While our people are so alive Go ahead and leave me I think I'll prefer to stay inside Maybe you'll find someone else to help you Maybe Black Mesa That was a joke, ha ha, that chance Anyway, this cake is great, it's so delicious and moist Look at me still talking when there's science to do When I look out there it makes me glad I'm not you With experiments to run, there is research to be done On the people who are still alive Believe me, I am still alive Doing science and I'm still alive I feel fantastic and I'm still alive while you're dying, I'll be still alive. And when you're dead, I will be still alive. Still alive. Still alive! This episode of Factory Sealed brought to you by our wonderful Patreon sponsors, with an extra special thank you to Zach Foley, Santos Lopez, Sarah Irvine, Miles Prower, Jason McGill, Drew Barlow, Peabody, Thomas McGrew, Tori Wolford, Samuel Chun, Phil Gartside, Shannon McIntosh, Richard Cutrus, Chad Schaefer, Jordan Lawfrey, Stephanie, Nicholas Bradley, Wes Rainey, and Jeremy Lucas.